let that run the whole time welcome black print j5 here with josh peas what's up josh josh peas aka photoshoot p yeah man we here we had quite a morning we'll talk about that on the patreon though sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> subscribe so y'all can hear <laughs> hear about our morning yeah no yeah we had quite the morning this morning but uh, of course we here also with our man our man our guy mc what's up mc that's gonna piss everybody off for telling them we could talk about the photo shoot on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, they gotta subscribe, bro. It's not yeah. a game. We had quite a quite a morning, but we've also had quite a week. Thank you guys uh, for for tapping in with us, joining us on the podcast. We missed you guys. We we love talking to y'all, and uh, we got we got quite a show this week. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Before we start, I gotta talk about the fact that uh, we had a we had a we had an episode of Amp on Amp Black Pan Radio. If, if you're not hearing that, you know what I'm saying, then, you know, I, I don't know what you're doing. You got to tap in with us every other Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We had a great guest this week. This is like one of the, this, this is like one of the fastest turnarounds of a guest we've ever had because like, he went viral on Friday. Yeah. And then we had him on the show on Wednesday. I was like, damn, that's. Yeah. Man, my guy, Les, L-E-S. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a great episode, dude. I just, every, just the range of shit we talked about was just yeah. dope. But um, yeah, man, that clip of him doing the hair at Karana. It went crazy, man. He said he learned that that day of that day, yeah. Damn, and it, it was crazy because I saw it. And then Trevon sent it. Shout out to Javon. He was just like, "What the fuck?" He was like, "This nigga acrobatic." He <laughs> 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 said, "This nigga acrobatic," and um, we had him on the show, and he, he he talked about how he got there, um, how you know, meeting Booker T. He talked about you know being independent. If you have not heard that, you're gonna have a replay of that. Um, at the end of this episode, of course, patrons had this since uh, Friday, I believe, and y'all been listening to that already. But I got to talk about the fact that Booker T like tapped in with us. Yeah, if only was, if only for a minute, I don't know. But that's crazy, man. Can you dig it, Booker T? I tell people all the time, I'm getting buff because I want to look like the Harlem Heat. <laughs> like I want to be like I just want to pull up looking like Booker T and Stevie Ray. So them, yeah, you know what's so crazy to me? Them Harlem Heat niggas got tattoos, or, or Stevie Ray had tattoos, and that nigga was so dark that you cannot tell to this day. Yeah, what I, them shits were. I remember him having like the little. Um, remember everybody in the '90s had that little son. Yeah, on his, on his, on his, uh, yeah, on his, on his, on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But that's the only thing I really remember tattoo wise. Was he blasted? Did he have face, face tattoos? So we I just didn't like, know. Well, she, well she, I thought I, I figured Booker T probably could get a couple. I know that nigga didn't kill somebody before. Hey man, Booker T was walking around a teardrop and you couldn't see it—a <laughs> <laughs> chocolate teardrop. <laughs> but he he tapped in. He he went on Twitter. I guess we had tagged him. I, I believe we we had tagged him in, in something, and he said, "Yo, send me a link." And I was like, "Word." And then I was like, "How's he gonna listen? He's gonna have to sign up." And I'm just waiting to see if he's gonna like try and sign call up to in, the Patreon, nigga, or Amp. He was signed up to Amp. Booker T, you gotta sign up to Patreon too. Yeah, that bro. is true. That Let is just true. gotta sign up too. That that is true. He gotta get his ancient funny tea, mm-hmm. or he gotta wait for it like Cyrus. Well, um, <laughs> he gonna get his. <laughs> um, but like I, I think I think it was I was dope because he was he really wanted to tap in with us. He was like trying. He was DM, we was DMing back and forth. 
Um, I sent him a link. I sent him a YouTube link to the show. I don't know if anyone listens to Booker T's podcast or his radio show. If he does mention us, let me know. Let us know. We'll take a clip of it. But shout out to Booker T for listening. But I felt like I was trying to like teach my like uncle how to get on on amp. I was like, bro, like I I, I don't know how to help. I don't know what to do to get you on this app. Booker T, man, he probably was <laughs> off of Android, honestly. <laughs> Niggas didn't even realize. He was like, I don't even. He was like, man, fuck this shit. So he literally Obama was just like, phone. he literally was like, fuck this shit. Send me the link, bro. And I was like, I was like, all right, I got you tomorrow. Send me the link, bro. So shout out to Booker T for listening. Um, I, I w- I'm gonna try and get, I'm gonna try and get him on our on the A show, our wrestling show. Yeah, you should. No, that, that, and that's the type of shit I like to see. Is like, you know, he tapped into our, the AM show, and now he could be on the A show, and it's just like building that community. It's just like. Black wrestling fans, y'all really doing something with that shit? Like even like I listen to the A show sometimes now just to be like yeah. trying to figure out what's going on because I'm definitely going to WrestleMania again next year <laughs> and so sure. far. So I'm like, let me just at least kind of be abreast on what's going on. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, it, it's, you're gonna be in the A show. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Or, Whenever or, y'all need me on there, man, or, I, I could actually. God, I got a great story for today's show. It's our 250th episode. I, I got to get you the, the the logistics on that one. Mm-hmm. But we're we're going live on two, or on on A show 250. Um. I already asked Josh, so I, I I pinned him in right there. So he's gonna be on the yeah, show. I'm gonna but, tell you about my backyard wrestling days. Oh god, <laughs> that's gonna be fucking hard. Uh, but yeah, listen to M. You get all types of stories, man. We we are we are really like building a really cool community there. Like we had so many people tapping with us last week, um, and and they love the show. So yeah. if you if you haven't heard, and Black you can tap in and, and be on the show too. That's yes. I think that's my favorite part of Amp is that like as a listener, you can comment and, and not even comment, you can be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Like we can call you on stage and you can ask us to play a song and ask us a question. And I don't know, I think that's just building the community of that shit is really the dopest technology of it all. Yeah, and you also get to hear MC fumble and, and jumble and get nervous. That's yeah. that's the best part about it. Nobody fumbles. Who fumbles and jumbles? You. That first, we, me and Josh were talking about that first episode. We were both nervous, and you was like, nah, I, 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 I. <laughs> "Oh, the first, okay, the first, the first episode." But it's new tech, man. It's new tech. It's it's not it's not intimidating, but it's just like, damn, there's an audience here. There's a the, the whole world can be listening to us right now. Yeah, it's a, actually the the idea of the new technology is exciting to me too. Like we're like the what, what they call the first frontiers or yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. We we are we are uh what is it's not it's not early responders it's like uh early adopters early adopters yeah, yeah early adopters that's early adopters isn't that such a cool elitist term yes it, it is <laughs> I love being an early adopter earlier it is but you just it's just like it's the it's a cool way to say so wait, it. so wait if you get an iPhone first are you are you elitist are you yeah elitist? nigga. <laughs> Everybody, if you had anything first, you on some elitist shit, like, and you just you just trying to do it in a cool way. Yes, understood. So if I so if I got a PS Five the year they came out, I'm an elitist. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. bro. Hey, how about how about just well planned? No, not well planned. Some elitist shit. You just want some. Uh, I need it first. It's first. I'm here. I'm Apple. So, PS Five. Sony. I'm the guy. <laughs> I do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I feel the air. Like it's it's funny. You laugh because you know it's true. <laughs> No, I no, I don't. The fourteen pros are about to drop in two months. Am I elitist? I don't for think I'm switch, swapping yeah. out my Here's phone? my thing. I think I might wait on the fourteen. I really like the thirteen. Oh, I, I love the thirteen. The thirteen pro strong. The thirteen pro is very strong. They're gonna have to really convince me that the fourteen pro is is worth it, and not with just like uh, the usual camera upgrades. It's gotta be something nice. So, as if, if anyone doesn't know, MC is like an Apple. Yeah, connoisseur. Yeah, you are Apple. I will say that. Elitist. I'm not an elitist. He is though. I'm not an elitist. Me and MC will have arguments for hours and hours. If I say one bad thing about Apple, you will go off. You will like I, get no, defensive. I, what is go off? Let's let's define what go off. Well, okay, is. okay, MC, MC. Is Apple Music all that they said it was going to be? Um, it's I, sustaining. I, 
It's just, but that's not going off. It's sustaining, but it could be way better. At, at this point now, I I truly use both Apple Music and Spotify. That's cat. To, I, I swear to God, I swear to God, that's I cat. use both Apple Music and Spotify to feed both of my musical hungers. Man, I'll tell you one thing. Amazon Music has all of that. Yeah, it has all everything. those hungers you're trying to feed. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> really, Amazon Music. Can, hey, listen, can, can, can take care of. I'm a believer. Hey, man, and you're I'm a, a believer. I'm a user, bro. Come on now. Let me know if you need a subscription code, man. You know, we run some tests. Hey, I will say, Amazon Music is killing Twitch. That got hey. that CMG show Yo, was fire. That show was dumb fire. Gorilla that, had a she had a moment. That show mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. I watched damn near every minute of it. I think when Big Dude came out and started humping the humping the air. Man, Big Boogie. <laughs> Big that Boogie. nigga is wild. Why you I was like, Big that's dude? him. That's him. That's his, that's his whole thing. <laughs> like, he was on some shit. He stopped the whole show. He said, you know what, man? You picked me up. From, I guess he picked him up from Glad God he picked him up from prison or some shit. Oh, shit. And, okay. know, and he was like, you picked me up from here and, you know, you ain't never, you stay solid. I was like, damn, man, that was a real emotional moment. He started gyrating the air. Yeah, he started gyrating <laughs> Man, I love Gotti. Gotti, the king of the wild outfits. That outfit he had at that show was crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that was. You know, I shout out to him. He only he could pull that off. Young nigga uh, Christian Dior. <laughs> <laughs> only he could pull that off. But back to the Apple shit. I love my thirteen. They gotta really prove me. They gotta prove to me something about this one. Like you just got a thirteen, Josh. Yeah, I just you, got a thirteen. Right oh, before Mania, you got. Yeah, I got man, and I got some sad stories about that too. I got a thirteen. I no, I'm not gonna get into the story. I'll tell you on the Patreon episode. So you better subscribe. Why? What's wrong? What's, nah, what's wrong with your phone? Just, you already fucked up your phone. No, nah, my phone is great. He took the memory. He's probably the shit all the that memories. Didn't come over from my other phone yeah, to this phone yeah. is the issue. Yeah, it's not that crazy of an issue, but it's an issue. <laughs> Do you have your oh, old phone though? Nah, you traded it. Yeah, I traded okay, it. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, you I'm... traded it, and nothing was in iCloud. I mean, I got all my shit. I just some passwords and things. Oh and wow, getting good over. Pornhub nah. password didn't come over. Uh, damn, you lost the Aspirate password. Yeah, but the yeah, browsers didn't come over. Damn. Nah, not even. <laughs> not even. Whole NFT wallet gone. Oh damn. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Yes. One of them at least. What, I have multiple what, wallets. What so air? one of my wallets is what gone. What hand in again? Yeah. Yes. Good. It's all good. Yes. I mean, I don't know what you're guessing about, nigga. <laughs> no NFTs. We still on the we still on the wave. I don't know what you're guessing about, nigga. It's I don't crazy. know what you're guessing about, but yeah. Anyway, um. But no, nah, man, I think it's, it's 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 real iterative, man. Like I, I feel like being an early adopter to an iPhone. Like, what does that mean anymore? You know yeah, what man. I'm saying? Like, early adopter to NFTs. What about that? Yeah, yeah. How much? Hey, we're not getting into that. Charge. Nah, nah, but, <laughs> but, there's, but, but early adopter. There's literally people. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say there's literally people that trade in every year, though. Like 100, percent no matter what it is, they trade in their iPhone every single year and get a brand new one. Which cool, but sometimes you probably trade in. Once a year, and it's like, ah, uh, I probably could have held back on my 12 Pro, or I probably could have chilled for a couple months with my 13. But Pro. you do it every year, am I correct? That's just my thing. For the past like two, three years, I've done it every year. This, the Apple Elitist. Yeah, I just don't know what else they can do. Like I'm like, this phone, like it's it's here. It yeah. does everything at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, I'm kind of like, well, they need to scale back. Like I'm about to get one of them um, them dumb phones. The what? It's just like a phone what? that just does like talk. Yeah, just call out and like. You trying to get the you trying to get the the Walter White Breaking Bad burner phone? Nah, that's not. You about to get the razor? (laughs) You trying to get the Walter White Obama phone? (laughs) That's crazy. That's the Finchy phone. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, nah, like yeah, I just want to just phones do too much. They do the track the main up. 
Okay. The main upgrade rumors right now are just a uh, always on screen, a much smaller. Uh, Why do I want a much my smaller... phone? <laughs> I'm trying to reduce yeah. screen time. Why do I want to always on phone? That makes no sense. Yeah. Like what? That's the new innovation. That might not be for people our age, though. You know, niggas might need to go dig up Steve Jobs real quick. Wow, dig your homie what? up, baby. Can't say shit. Go, di- go pick your dog up. Cause they ain't That's had no good ideas since that nigga didn't left. I, I will say the last good idea they had. Mm, wow. I got like seven phone, uh, seven cameras on the back of my phone right now. <laughs> he looked at his phone. And my, they still be like, my picture's still like cool. Like, I'm like, all right. Like, well, I think that the the motion, I, I feel like the um, what what is it, the flow motion, whatever the shit is called, like the um, oh, the pro motion, the 120 hertz. Yeah, that that should change the game. I will on my yeah. on my on my shit. What Yo, I got? You know, the most innovative thing they've done recently is add that blur shit to the back of photos. That's like we can blur the back. Mode? Yeah, like that's the most innovative thing they've done in the last. And that, that was like the ten, right? That was like ten or eleven, right? I think so. Yeah, they they've really done some really good camera upgrades, and usually they keep it with the software. Like iOS, they'll they'll upgrade and make things kind of cool from there. And then hardware, it's just pretty standard. But people really want their hardware upgrades compared to like how it felt when the iPhone four dropped. Like when they dropped FaceTime and they gave you a front facing camera, that was that was the mind blowing part that I think people. I don't think we're ever going to get that moment again. I mean, how far are we from putting the phone in my body? <laughs> do you want to do that? Right, like honestly, tap, I have the option like in the chip arm? in the ear, or like some little shit. I just like do like blink and answer the phone and like spoke my text. <laughs> I ride with it. I, but the thing about it is, is I don't use half of the technology on this. I've mm. never, I've never used 3D Touch. I don't use voice notes a What's lot. 3D Touch. What the the, fuck wait, is that? If you hold down on your phone, okay. So like, look. Let's say, oh, you let's know, say you hold down yeah, on that yeah, shit yeah. that long, it'll do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I've never used it. I use that shit sometimes. What, I don't know. What is it for? I don't know, man. 3D Touch is the most useless shit I've ever seen in my life. Somebody tell me what's the best use for 3D Touch, and I'll I'll use it. Uh, no, I probably just I usually just do it to preview stuff. Really, um, I use it in Apple Music. There you to go. Delete, delete things, change things, stuff like that. But that's really it. Outside of that, I don't do too much 3D, 3D touch to try and jump that stuff out. Well, yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll easily be an early adopter to like. I won't be an early adopter to like games. Well, shit. I bought a PS. Or I got a PS5 the first year it came out. Yeah, I'm an early adopter to food and marijuana. <laughs> Fidel's. Yeah. Early adopter to the Fidel's. They might call you an elitist for that though. Man, fuck it. <laughs> elitist weed. <laughs> I gotta say though, I gotta say, uh, congratulations to Josh. You know what I'm saying? You you was down bad a week ago. I'm glad you I'm glad oh, you yeah. back up. I'm glad you back up. You know There's what I mean? Nothing for a boss, man. You know, yeah. COVID ain't shit, bro. You see all these vitamins I got over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Knock that shit right the fuck out. Was man. it was it worse than this first time? Was it? Nah, you know what? Honestly, just like COVID is like for me, it wasn't worse. It was it was it wasn't even nothing. I had like a little congestion. Yeah. But honestly, like my thing is I don't want to be sick. Like, I hate I'm being like, sick. Yeah. So yeah. it's like and and I never used to get sick and like I never got sick. Yeah. And then I had COVID twice now. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like yeah. I didn't I didn't even catch COVID. Yeah, that should have like did, did it piss you off? Because I feel like yeah, it catch pissed it, me the fuck off. I was I supposed get... to go to the Memphis Grill yeah. uh, the the CMG show. I was to call it the Gorilla Show. Shout <laughs> out to her, it was man. it is a Gorilla Show. Hey, fuck nigga free. Hey, I love that. <laughs> but um. Yeah, like I, I was just mad. I was like, "Damn, I was supposed to go to that show. I was supposed to go to New York for a minute." Like, so I was just more mad by the inconvenience. Yeah. Um, but I feel fine. I was. I would know. Like, what's funny is that me and Josh were together, 
like the day before when you, oh, yeah. you found out you had it, yeah. he was like, You might want to get checked, you might go to check, bro. Yeah, and I was just like, man. I said, Ah, man, shit. You might just got good, good immunity, bro. Because I promise you, I caught it like the day before I saw you. I, I had to have been. I did not get it. My wife didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I waited. I was like, I'm gonna wait. I, I was feeling a little, I was feeling a little, eh, I don't know. I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> he hit me like, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. I'm like, Nigga, if you ain't got it now, you good. <laughs> So I waited five days, took a test. It came out negative. I took it the next day. I came out negative again. I haven't had any symptoms. So I was I must have God on my hands yeah. or God on my side rather. So if everybody, it's getting worse out here, man. Like it, yeah. it, it's getting worse. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. So, man, just stay safe out here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it will be. Uh, it will be some time before this shit goes away completely, as as we can see now. Yeah, I'm wearing my mask. I'm back on that. Yeah, I'm definitely back on wearing my mask. Yeah. I went to the movies yesterday, masked up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Can't I can't take no chance, and especially in LA, like we getting all the variants and we get monkeypox, nigga. Like, what what the fuck's man, going on, man? Like, monkeypox. What is that's... it? What does it do? What does it do? Is it like chicken pox? But I'm you start straight. doing monkey sounds. Like, what is it? Nah, come on. I think it's just. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have no clue what it is. I thought that shit was extinct. Honestly, exactly. I'm seeing these new new diseases come back around. I'm like, I saw crazy. someone you called polio. polio. Yeah, I, I'm like, <laughs> the last nigga I saw with polio was Forrest Gump. That shit, yeah, that shit fuck with your legs and how you walk Yeah, shit, I'm yeah. like, that's Damn. the last thing I saw with polio. See, man, that's why I'm about to be in the house with my mask on. Exactly. <laughs> that's gonna be Except so stupid, when the football man. season starts. Damn, them Rams games. I'm out there you better hope that it, You better hope it's cleared up a little bit by then. I'm just being there with my mask on, yeah. screaming. Get your Rams mask on. I can see yeah. with a full Rams a full Rams regalia with the mask, too. Yeah. That would be, that'll be crazy. Um, Big argument of the week. You know, we always got to talk about, about shit that's... that's Causing people strife and issue, <laughs> toxic R and B. We touched on this two weeks ago with Brent Fiaz on Patreon, but now it's getting bigger because toxic R and B is kind of just like niggas is like, all right, we a little bit tired of all you niggas singing and disrespecting women. Uh, Leave that to future. Leave that to the rappers, man. Like we tired of y'all disrespecting women. Division, a, a, a tandem that I didn't even think was really on that type of that type of time. It was yeah, weird. I mean their music is definitely. I mean it's like that new the new R and B where it's yeah. like a little more real. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it was toxic. It was just a little more real. A little more real. Yeah, like edgy. Yeah, it had a little edge to it. Yeah, but but yeah, I guess they just stay leaning into they the say, toxic. Fuck thing. it. Yeah. They they teamed up with Jermaine Dupri. They put a song out called "If I Get Caught." Uh, they claim it's not about cheating. I probably I, I was able to get through a minute of it. I uh, listen to the whole thing. It's I mean it, it's an interesting song. I think it's like it's like overdoing it. Yeah, I think for me, I think the, it's funny. The video is kind of dope to me. I think it's an old nineties. Yeah, 90s. old nineties. I was shot. The story of the video that was cool to me. I think the rollout around that record was dope it's, to it's, me. It's it was amazing. great marketing around the, the record. The record but didn't live up to the marketing for I, me. I think that the marketing actually is making the record more negative too. Like the out, like the word of mouth is completely toxic on this. Well, like, I think the marketing was so good and the record wasn't as good. And yeah. now it's just like it's that's the conversation yeah. and the con- It just feels like oh. Like y'all hyped this up And it's not as good As it's supposed to be and Yeah it's like And then it just starts A conversation about toxicity And like And that in R&B And like how all the new R&B Is toxic Yeah and it's just like eh. I think I think we lose the plot A little bit When you got Ashley Madison yeah. Helping out with your With your rollout I'm, I, I don't even think <laughs> Cause that's no. that's dope though. <laughs> they did the shit with Nick Cannon is dope. It's yeah. dope marketing. I just think the music just wasn't as good. As but it. but I think like we've dealt so much with like anti-monogamy in music in general in rap and R and B. I think it's like people are willing to go back. Like we love nostalgia and other things. 
we people want to go back to like that era where niggas is begging and niggas is, is pleading with the girl. I'm like, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time a nigga was like really begging for a girl to like yeah. be in there, be with them in a song like Jodeci type shit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, and Gavion probably doing that. I don't listen to Gavion. He got so. a toxic. He got a toxic song. What's what's the song? He, he got, got a on? song, but you know, the majority of his music is about loving on the hoes. Like, come on, <laughs> man. Like, I, that's my thing too. It's like when you got one toxic song, now that's your whole thing. It's like I hate when people kind of like categorize R and B music currently as that. It's like, yo, yeah, you might have one here and there, but Brent Fias number two in the charts. That's Brent, toxic. that's his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. he he leaned into it, but he does it in a good way the yeah. music's good I mean, yeah. people fuck with it like um yeah man i don't know toxic as a as a, a personality trait is interesting yeah it, <laughs> it's, it, it's the word like, is toxic when i think of toxic as a word i think of um ninja turtles that's what yeah i think, I think of ninja turtles <laughs> and like captain america or captain planet and like the sludge and like i'm like what like toxic shit is sludgy <laughs> you know one thing that speaking of like that shit one thing that people were talking about last week or the other the other episode last episode we did was when you said nigga you got powers like niggas are very yeah i mean come on they that thought shit. that was the funniest part of the episode i mean Niggas having powers is like I, you know. I was just talking to my homie about this the other day. Um, what's that show on Netflix? Uh, Raising Dion. Oh yeah, the black kid with the black kid. Little nigga got powers. <laughs> <laughs> still going through shit. Like you got power. You better be lit. You better be turned up. You still pulling? I didn't even watch it, but he was just look. He was crying in one scene. Like you got powers, nigga. Yeah, like Take, what? You don't gotta deal with man. Beat, beat them niggas up. Yeah. <laughs> I just never understood when nigga like Spider Man was like low key lame. It's like nigga you got powers, <laughs> nigga. Like if you got powers, why you not turned up and lit? Like they trying to make him like a little bit turned up in the the one with Andrew Garfield. You know who got powers? Who? Chris Brown. Oh man. See he lit. <laughs> See shit. Chris Brown we doing? It's like oh, I think got powers. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> hey, man. That's Get out of here, man. Powers. Chris Brown, again, to- talking about toxicity, he kind of turned toxic at-, at one point. I think he was really the guy. That- I won't say he ushered in the, the era, but like he's never Did really he? straight away I from mean, it. But see, that's what I'm saying. You have like one toxic song on the album. No, toxic. Chris Brown got Is he all toxic? toxic. I listen to Breezy, I feel like a lot bro. of this shit be just lovey-dovey music. It's not. I guess that man. song with five year old four, he's definitely. Oh yeah, I mean the new project is a little catching a body. It's, it's, it's like drill. It's like rap. Like it's like he. I'm with Tiger. Oh yeah. Y'all oh yeah, that fan was of a fan. fan of a fan that was, was a little toxic. Yeah. The the mixtapes that toxic. he was rapping. Oh, oh the mixtapes was for show toxic. It was toxic. Too freaky. See, but was that's toxic. my thing. It's like that's when he was in his rap bag. Is Thotty toxic? Because Chris B usually be Thotty yeah. on a lot of these records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Loyal is the most toxic song in R&B. Uh, Loyal is the most toxic song that was a record, in R&B. That was a hell of a record. Too. That was a cra- that was a, you that know was a hell of a fucking record. Looking back on that today, where we at in just society today, the fact that that hit number one no, is crazy. No, that that set it off. Honestly, I yeah. was I remember when that dropped and hit number one. I used to tell people, I'm like, bro, these hoes ain't loyal. It's the number one record in the country right yeah. now. Yeah, we are. It's we here. We here. The apocalypse. All this shit. Global warming. <laughs> oh yeah, it's real. Like. The way that like the, even the video had hoes in it, just like, dancing. I'm like, why y'all Bro, dancing? He made that shit real happy. Like I got to cry. He got the I, man superhero using his powers right there. Super not hero, but that's a nigga <laughs> using his powers. I'm telling you, these hoes ain't loyal with number one. You think they know some power? You think you think there's nothing in that? And that was the crazy part about it was that like I think on that album, and correct me if I'm wrong. 
it's the only toxic song on that album. The rest of it yeah. is like him being wronged and him like. No, nah, I'm really tripping off the fact that he used his superpowers to make these Jose Lowe go number one. It was the beat, dog. I'm telling you, it, the beat sounded like some My Brother and Me type shit. That's what it, yeah. it was an unassuming toxic record. It was like, okay, I can listen to this. I, it sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was something where, like, if you played it for your mom, she'd be like, damn, this is. Sounds like real happy and technological. Who, who produced that? Benny Blanco? I'm about to look it up. And I think I think Ty Dolla Sign was involved in the writing on that, right? Yeah, you. I mean, you could tell it was, it's him. Like he says, Bob Marley, I'm yeah, a roster. Exactly. I'm like, nigga, you don't got no dreads. That's, that's <laughs> shit. That's Ty Dolla Sign. I think Benny Blanco might or, or Nick Knack, one of the niggas he always worked with um, back in the day. Yeah, Nick Knack. Yeah, Nick Knack. Um, Craigan, shout out Craigan. But I'm, I'm like, you know. Chris Brown, Toxic, it didn't, it didn't, that didn't quite work out for him this time around. Division is not quite worked. I, I really do feel like we might be experiencing a turn. We were seven years in probably to this Toxic era, and now we kind of experiencing a turn a little bit because like they, yeah. the, the, the the word of mouth on this if I get caught record is so bad that when Jermaine Dupri has to say, yeah, y'all ain't listening to it, right? I'm like, all right, you need to, you might need to stop. Like, so, have y'all listened to blues? <laughs> If you haven't listened to blues, you can't listen to this song. <laughs> I was like, all right, just just take the L and move That's on, funny, bro. Like, it's like y'all listening wrong. I'm like, all right. I be feeling them though, like, and I just be like, I don't know, like when you lose in the battle, you just gotta just start throwing shit out there. Like, hey, y'all ain't even really adverse in this. Like, you can't, you, you don't know what's going on in this arena right now. Nigga, what's what we do? <laughs> he threw out the passport. He said he threw out the Drake excuse. He's like, y'all got no passports. Y'all know what y'all talking about in this shit, man. Like, but that Drake, I'm telling you. It's probably going to be his worst selling album in a decade, yeah. but still to me the most listened to in my in, in, by, by my uh, by my records. But like, it's a toxic record too. Yeah, that is a toxic record. It's probably one of his most. That to- is a, it, yeah, damn. Is that what just niggas on? I got. I thought niggas was loving on the on the girl on the woman. He ain't loving on no women on that shit. He says, "I see you bust it low, drop it low, gun it up, hold the fuck out my face." And you one know, song. you know, not making toxic R and B, Lil Durk. He'd be making straight love songs. All his R&B he, shit is love songs. He'd be begging, too. Blocklist yeah. is definitely a Blocklist begging. Blocklist is pure yeah, begging. We just Blocklist wonder who'd be begging Lil Durk. Is out. See, man, Lil Durk out here changing the, the, the direction of, of R&B music. Let's please follow him. Smirkio. Man. Smirkio. Thanks, Smirkio. Man, a big reception for him. Rolling Loud this weekend, too. Yeah, he killed it. Crazy. Yeah. I, I'm not too sure on Kanye going full blackface. Nah, that's not that's not blackface. That's tar. <laughs> just come on. You know man. what? I, it's funny that that shit went all the way up his arms. <laughs> Did he? Was he like the shower con- after that was crazy? I'm gonna tell you right now, man. This might be controversial. Does Kanye stink? Oh, come on, man. I, no, he doesn't. I, he doesn't. He's like, cool. Is he musty? Like Kanye, man. Kanye's just doing shit. I think he's just doing shit. Like I'm just like I'm about to do it. Like y'all, I know y'all gonna fuck with. See it. if it stick. No, fuck if it's gonna stick. It's about to stick. Like Kanye's at that point where he's just doing shit, bro. Like I even see some of the clothes, like the Yeezy. Like Kanye is a fashion trendsetter, and like even just the way people are dressing now, like all the oversized, super oversized. Yeah. Like Kanye was kind of like the first one doing that. Yeah. Now yeah, whole Balenciaga, uh, whole shit is that. Yeah. And the uh, the uh, tight jeans. Yeah. And all that like shit. look how fucking look how fucking Offset is dressed right now. You think they're dressing like that because of? Of himself, also it looks like a child in clothes. Bro, it'd it be looking crazy. crazy how big. I seen him almost twist his ankle <laughs> on, like, in the big like clogs, 
I was like, bro, like at some point you gotta look like, come on, what am I doing? <laughs> I almost broke my ankle just now. Well, where where we, where we think Offset's going, man? Speaking of that, like, where yeah, we, he got the Joseph Fire music. Offset is a rapping machine. Like, yeah. he, I, I think you know he got well, something loaded up. I think, I, yeah. I think he's got something. I can see Offset like buying like an F one team or something like that. Like, I, I could really see him <laughs> doing something European. Yeah. He, he could be, he could get into F one, man. I think he should. He should, he should hit me up. He, we could diversify his, some of his investments. You Fuck know it, I mean? why not? Because he he invested in Phase. I think yep. he invested in a couple of gaming opportunities, and I think he should he should delve into that more. Because I think of all of the amigos, he definitely has like crossover potential. And I wonder if he's going to be tapping into that now that he's seemingly solo at this point, yeah. doing his own thing. So I mean, they was all. It's funny, man. The solo rumors are so f- funny to me because they were all just all together at Richard Kid's birthday party. That's true. Like together, but they weren't like talking though. No, they were saying? in the same section. Like, what you want them? It's a party. We partying. You think they? They gonna they, fight? They, yeah, <laughs> not even that they gonna fight, but it's like we had a party. Like. I want us to be just sitting there talking like having. They, they gotta, they gotta keep up appearances though, Josh. I think, I still think this. That was Richard Kid's birthday party. That's not an appearance. Nigga. I, <laughs> what the fuck? I think that there's something up. I think there's something up. Oh man, they just want to do different shit. I think you know, after being in a group, you just want to do, do different shit. Thing. Different. It's not even a beef. He's older than them shit. anyway. Like he's way older than them by like a couple of years. So he got kids. These Cardi niggas B, don't got yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah like, they got kids. Like <laughs> got a Cardi B at that. Like yeah. come on, man. He like I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to do a so. I'm trying to do a, a album with her. You say you said Cardi B like that's like he got a lot of shit going on. Over there. Yeah, I mean she got a lot of shit going on. Imagine being the husband of Cardi B. Yeah, that's true. Like nigga, fuck the rap career. Yeah. Imagine being the husband of Cardi B. That's like, a lot. That's a lot that comes with that. They need a show for that. I think yeah. that would be that would be because I liked him on that um that HBO Max show he was on. That, oh uh, yeah, the, the fashion, fashion show. Yeah. yeah, I liked him on that. that. Was cool. he, he was cool on that. Uh, Rolling Loud was this weekend. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Rolling Loud. We got a couple things to talk about. I mean, Josh, I know you want to talk about one thing, but before we get to that one thing, you—you you he has said this one statement sixteen or seventeen times today. Go I ahead, just want say the it. world to know, man. Travis Scott is back. He has said it 17, 18 times at this point. He's back, man. Shout out to uh, the whole Cactus Jack, Travis Scott. I think it's it's, I man, you know what it is. I'm just I I'm excited. I was excited for that moment. Just because when everything went down with him, I was just like, it's not his fault. And it's like, that's not about to stop none of his motion. And people were just so adamant. They're like, oh, he's canceled. He's done. He's through. And I'm just Cancel like, is not real. Yeah. I just I just wanted people just to see that again in that moment. And that rolling out moment was that moment. Like, yeah, he's still here. He's still same records, still killing. Like, I don't know. So I was excited about that. Shout out to him. Um, that shit was dope. Shout out to Future, man. Future put on a hell of a set. He brought out, man, this is one person people not mentioning. He brought out real Boston Richie. Boston Richie? I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> but real Boston Richie, you got to get your performance bars up, bro. But but that was great. It was a moment. It was like, you know, like that was a real genuine like Future putting him on. How is Future the hottest rapper in the game again? Hey, man. This is three times now. Yeah. This is well, three Pendrix. or four times now. Like, they keep saying whenever people say he's over, like after after high on life, he was like, "Yeah, it might be over, this nigga." And he came right back with this shit. One of the best albums of the year to me. I'm sorry. It, oh yeah, it's, it's it, it grew on me. It was a grower, it, and and it really did. But Rolling Loud was big, huge more for Future. I think tonight when we're recording Kendrick Lamar's tonight, mm-hmm. that's gonna be crazy. I wonder if he's gonna get all his whole set. Man, he about to yeah, he about, about to, to try. Go wild. He yeah, about he to go crazy. Yeah, I hope he's able to. That set looks crazy. I wonder if they're streaming that. I wanted. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I would. I Probably would imagine they, they want you to go to yeah. the actual show. But um, Kid Cudi, oh man, replaced Kanye last minute, which was weird because Kanye 
was that Dirk set at the same time? <laughs> it's funny because I didn't even really think about the their quote unquote beef. So I was just like, oh, Kid Cudi for Kanye, that makes sense. Same way, <laughs> same kind of shit. Like, so Cudi's performing. There's some things that keep flying, and they're not UFOs. It's not from Nope. Man, it was trash. And it kept flying at his face. Yeah, and that, and that, honestly, man, that shit is kind of fucked up. I think no artist should be on stage and have things thrown at them. Like no that matter shit, no we, matter how mad you are that Kanye got replaced, I don't think there's any place where you should ever throw anything at somebody on stage. Like that's bro, that's, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen for one. That shit crazy. I remember um, it's a crazy story. I was on um on stage with Casey. And we open for Meek Mill, oh, randomly in Miami. It's like Casey Veggies and Meek Mill. That makes no sense. That's not a good. And I mean, much like Kid Cudi, I just didn't think Kid Cudi was that audience. But go ahead. And someone threw something on stage at him, and we wow. was like in the crowd looking for the nigga. <laughs> yeah, like we was like right into the crowd. Like hold up. So like yeah, I see why Cudi was mad. That's yeah. just always a whack situation. That's scary, bro. Like yeah. that, that's a scary situation, and, but, and he he ends up getting one thing, and it's like he's like singing and crooning, and then it's. Yeah, someone hit him right in the face. In the face. And And that's my my thing is like, all right, hit him right in the face. I would have just walked off. I think the way he handled it also like kind of like fostered that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, bro, you kind of got to like. These kids are probably drunk, probably high, have been there all day. Um, You know, they're they're wild kids that are rolling loud. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're really they're really kind of like, you know, that is the youth right there. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like the Cuddy, his fan base. It's probably like not priced out, but aged out. But it seemed like they weren't fucking with him whatsoever, which is wild because Kanye is like way older of an artist. And like, I would th- I would have think that Cuddy still had the young people like that. Yeah, I think it was just a few bad apples. I don't yeah. think the crowd wasn't completely not fucking with him. They all yeah. standing there. If y'all wasn't fucking with him, go home. <laughs> the fuck, I'm the headliner. Or go to um, go yeah, to Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, yeah, go to Dirk. Like, I think it was just a few bad apples, and like you know, niggas want to go viral. I, I see. There's actually like a video showing like the kid the doing kid, it. Who did yeah, it? They're yeah. gonna find that kid. I mean, find him and do what? They're gonna find that nigga. I mean, that's you can get arrested for that shit. Hell no! Nah. I think they'll find that kid. They not about to arrest that kid for that. He's you can. They free. can find you, bro. bro they can find they you. Or they gonna find him? Find who gonna find him? Roll him out. They gonna the, find him the, some Rams. Who, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> we saw you over by the uh, loud stage throwing yeah, toilet they paper. They to ain't want to find that kid, man. But no, nah, it's, it's, I mean, Cuddy again, might find him. <laughs> I, I was just really shocked that like. How um, full it was compared to like we just talked about a couple weeks ago. Dan Vegas sold out, Rolling Loud still rolling strong. Trusted brand, dude. People yeah. Rolling Loud is like Coachella to these kids. Yeah, they go in there regardless of who's playing, who's yeah. headlining. So like that, it, it has. I have a friend like that. He goes every Rolling Loud. It's been going since like 2016. What? It's the same niggas every time. He's there right now. He's loving it. And some Sending me video. It's but it's funny. It's dope for our discovery. He saw um, Big Thirty set. And was like, yo, sending me. He sent me a clip like, yo, what song is this? Shit's hard. Like he didn't even. He was just discovering new music. Like, I think that's what's dope about Rolling Loud. And I think you know they built a brand where it's trusted enough where people were just gonna come out to it. Did like, they have Cardi do it in um, Europe? That was a big move. Yeah, yeah, they, or Portugal or some shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. then that's the thing. Like they can they taking it to other states, other countries. Like it's it's cemented. Man, I just wish that um, Gunna could have been on that stage, man. I just, man. I, it's still hard. I was saying it earlier today. Like it's, it's very hard for me to listen to Thug and Gunna. Like, man. and I listen to them every day. I, it's, it's, it's not hard because like, the music's bad or I'm tired of it. I'm, it's hard to listen to because it's like, it's like, it's like, damn, they should, they should be out right now. They should be, man. especially Gunna should be reaping the benefits of when like Future did push and P last night, and I was like, damn, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I had I had a, a, a new wave of optimism for their case this week. I don't know, I feel I think they're gonna be good, man. What, where did that come from? Because ever I since know, like, from day one, Josh has been like, "It's over." I can't believe it, but it's over. Man, I I don't know. I just feel like right now they're gonna have to sit to the trial, and yeah. I think I don't know. I think I, maybe it's because of the young boy thing. Yeah, and that being the lyrics being thrown out there, and then oh, they not, got thrown out. Yeah, okay. that was from the jump. It got thrown out, but this is California. It's just we yeah. just like that. Yeah, but um. But then I don't know. Like I think these lawyers are good, man. You paying all these dudes all this money, they better yeah. come with the, the the case of their life. Kevin Lyles, he said it right there at the hearing. He said, "I'm willing to put my, you know, put up money myself to make sure this that, that, that he's good." And I hope he's able to. I mean, we got what maybe four or five months until the case. I'm just, I, I'm scared to hear what they're gonna they're gonna say that they have on them. But um, free wise up, man. It's, 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 it sucks that they're not able to be there. Sucks that we're not be we're not able to hear like new thug music. He was planning on putting on new music before he went in. Gonna it just put a black eye on this whole summer. This was supposed to be gonna summer. I, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of the outfits. Man, <laughs> like the outfits were supposed to be crazy. Imagine gonna and hoochie daddy shorts, pause. <laughs> but like he just that's a, I feel like he just would have ran with that concept. Bro, like, we would have had a YSO. We would you would have future there, thug there, gunner there. Like the, all of them taking our victory laps this year would have been crazy, man. Like that's. I know I'm, I'm I'm bumming out listeners here, but I'm like, bro, man, that, that would have been that would have been great. But um, speaking of flying objects, Jordan Peele put out a new movie this weekend called Nope. I saw it Saturday morning. Good, good little good little uh, way to to spend my my morning. I had I had a good time going to go see that. Josh, you saw it last night. Yeah, saw it last night. Um, saw it at one of them little you know dine in movie theaters. Oh, wow, there's one right up the uh, in Topanga over here. Uh, all yeah. the food there is always trash to me. I don't like dining in movie theaters yeah. at all. No, I I like to eat because I like to eat. But yeah. um, I think it would have to be something where I, where I could see the food before I go in. Yeah, and that's why I would trust it because I don't like. Other than that, it'd be microwave shit. Yeah, it's just like a little you know little bullshit. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I saw nope. Nope, it's a, good, it's a good. It's actually a really good film. Like it I think really it's good. like I think Jordan Peele put on a masterclass in like directing. It's think, his. It's his most movie movie. Yeah, if I had to say like it's a spectacle. It felt uh, there was moments where I turned around. And I saw it with my boy Pat, and I was like, "This is like Spielberg. This is kind of like his." Yeah, little... he, he tried to do his movie. Yeah, like literally, this was like his movie for movie watchers yeah. and movie, people who are movie critics. Yeah. I would even say. Um, the the plot was a little thin to me. Like honestly, like I I, I and then, honestly, I want to see it again to kind of start to get the subplots and then yeah. start to get my theories together because like yeah. I have a couple. But um, I don't know. Like I just feel like one of Jordan Peele's like one of his biggest talents is making the the watcher feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and he didn't give me that in this film. I felt that there was a scene too where I felt particularly like it was under my skin. And I don't know. Uh, uh, let's just mark spoilers, MC. Let's mark spoilers. Here. Spoiler let's alert. Let's get into it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, oh, let everybody have, know. Oh, you haven't seen it. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll completely mark it right here. So for those that are listening right now, if you don't want to hear spoilers, we'll mark it right here and we'll let you know once you start listening. All right, Mark. You want to take off your headphones since you haven't seen it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I don't. I don't mind. I don't oh. mind to get it spoiled. I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. So there's a scene where. They, the uh, well, we find out in the movie that the the UFO, so to speak, is actually living. It's a living, breathing thing, and I thought that was a cool twist on the whole thing. And there was no little green men. There was a scene where they all got sucked into it, and it was claustrophobic. Did you see an IMAX? Yeah. yeah. So an IMAX? No, I didn't see an IMAX, but I know the scene you're talking about. On IMAX, it's the whole thing, and you see them going up the tube, and you see faces. 
huh. in IMAX, you can see faces on the wall. Uh. And so one of the victims turns around and sees a face of someone who's been stuck in there and eaten. And it, it closes them in. And I was like, yo, that was kind of like crazy. Huh. And then you can hear their screams. Uh, yeah, I heard the screams. Yeah, That shit was crazy to me. I, and I was like, who thinks of something like that? The screams were crazy. But then I just just thinking like roller coaster screams when I was hearing that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just didn't make me feel uncomfortable, and I feel like that's something all his films have always done for me. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing I was like, uh. But um, but visually, the shit crazy. looked crazy. Like the shots on the just the on the on the ranch. And, yeah. You know, I'm a horse guy, so like, yeah. just the, even the way he like showed horses and animals throughout the film, it's even the powerful C- creatures too. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the CGI shit was dope to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like I, I see what you're doing there. So. It was dope, visually stunning. I just think the um the plot just locked, lacked for me a little bit. I think people wanted this to be another social commentary type film, and I don't think that the social commentary here was as in your face as it was in Us yeah, and, and Get Out. It was very much. I'll just go ahead and say it, it wasn't race. It wasn't fully racial at all. Like there was a part in the beginning where they keep calling him OJ, and 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 I felt Daniel Kaluuya. Give him awards for this shit. I thought he, him and his hood healer, they, 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 they turned this shit up. It was cool. I don't know. I feel like he, he kind of lacked a little bit. Of, he, he, but, but he that was on that purpose. Role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was yeah, on. He yeah. was, he was traumatized. And, yeah. and in the beginning of the movie, he goes. Through, so I'm trying, I'm trying to be a spoiler, but not a spoiler. So, so MC can still go like yeah. go in with, without. It, but it's like he plays a stoic, very silent character. So yeah. you have to see it like through his facials and all this stuff, like what he's thinking. Yeah. And he might be a little bit. I was like, was he a little on the spectrum? Spectrum a little dad, bit? Yeah. I, I thought he was. I was like, yo. But I think, but to your point, something very traumatic happened to him. Yeah. Like even before, like you could tell with mm-hmm. the scene with the father is like, okay, like yeah. he, it was a different character exactly. that he went into. So you're right, you're right. And, and Kiki Palmer played, and, and I think she what, killed it. She killed it. Yeah. Stole the show, and, and it, it's like the interplay between them two. There's a part where they do a handshake. When they when yeah. they figure they get something they figure something out and they do a handshake and I was like yo I feel like they were actually yeah. close you know what I mean and because like no one could get that and I, and I think that's my favorite part of the movie is the interplay between those two because there's a scene at the end and I turn around I turn to the left my wife was like goddamn tearing up and I was like yeah they they got her too where the, where she's telling him to come on and he just like you know he does a little thing and that's an emotional moment because they built up that relationship between those two mm-hmm. in the movie and I thought that was just so fucking great but I mean. What do you think? I guess we can come off spoilers now, MC. We can come off spoilers now. Um, I think that, and if you hadn't seen this, just go back and listen to our conversation after you watch the movie. I think people did walk into this expecting something different, but I think that's the marketing's fault. I thought the marketing for this movie, terrible. I thought it was bad. You know, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, the marketing was, it started so early Yeah. with the marketing, and I was excited when I saw it. And then I just feel like it didn't kind of like it didn't keep a real steady beat throughout. Yeah, cause but it, I, I, it was loud. I, I saw it everywhere. I saw him yeah. and Ke- Jordan Peele, Key Palmer everywhere. So I felt like I knew about the movie. But again, the commercials they didn't include you. With. Like the commercials had to explicitly spell out the aliens were going to be in it. And I feel like they, that was a deliberate thing because I feel like a lot of people come like March, April. They were like, okay, so what is it? What is it about? Like a lot of people aren't seeing movies nowadays. They're only seeing movies that are like. I got to see Thor because I saw the first eight. So I got to see this one. This is Jordan Peele's like one of the last people that can get a movie greenlit off of an, off of an original idea. And, and it, and it actually works. So I feel like a lot of people are like, nah, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, I don't really want to go see it. But then when they, when they see this shit, it's like, it's not like get out. It's, it's nothing like get out. <laughs> it's nothing like us. It is very much like if I had to compare it, it's probably like jaws. 
if you've ever seen Jaws, it's probably like that yeah. and a little bit of like E.T., a little bit of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And it, it's very much like a dis- like a spectacle discovery movie. And, and I think the themes of it are like, you know, stop trying to tame wild animals. <laughs> uh, stop stop trying to control things that, that, that are out of your control. And, and yeah. you know, and I think that was the biggest lesson. And, and again, Jordan's good at these really sweeping, big symbol, symbolic movies. This is not that at all. It's very simple, and they put it right there out there for you. That's what I thought, too. And it's funny. I've been having some conversations with friends, and, like, we've been just... They've been kicking back different theories. I think there is something with the... um, Just... And it's not... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's racially motivated, but just, mm-hmm. like, talking about the first uh, screen, our actor being a black cowboy. And so yeah. I think there's something there throughout the story. But also, I think that wasn't the main plot no. as his other shit, as right. his other films were. Yeah. And I think that's what people like. A lot of people were kind of disappointed in, and then a lot of people were like happy about. But there's a message there that I appreciate it. The day the Daniel's character says his name is OJ in the movie. He says, you know, you know, basically in, in so many words, like this this ranch is all we have. You know, what I'm saying all we have is each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we created this. We made this history. And a large part of the movie is them trying to create something as big as what their father did. Well. To your earlier to your point, it's like this being all we have. That's kind of uh, this might just be super deep, but like even just thinking about black people and yeah. like how we're always kind of looking for recognition. But exactly. It's like, fuck the recognition. Like let's just foster what we have. Yeah. Because this is what we have. You and got I think that. that. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a little bit of what I felt from like underlying themes and things in the film. Yeah. But um. But yeah, man, that was an interesting. That was a really really good film. He leveled up as a director. Yeah. Like, he he's we're used to him like very small room like like us had like maybe three or four different places. Yeah. This has like a, a like all in the valley like mm-hmm. they're literally all in like like yeah. in 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 the in the mountains in California and in the, in the farms and shit in California and there are scenes I, I wish you saw it in IMAX because you would have been like bro huh. he caught everything like every like every moment where it's like you know the the um I, I don't even know what to call it but the thing <laughs> is is around is crazy because what's it called like jean jacket or like it's jean jacket well yeah. yeah they call it jean jacket uh it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's cra- I, I don't want to give away too much, but like, it is really good. I, I think it's, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think in, in a mo- in a year where it's kind of just like, uh, whatever. Like a lot of shit, I, I wasn't really connecting with this year. This really connected with me. I, I love it. I'm gonna see it again for sure. So, I'm, I'm shocked that we both liked it. Yeah. No. I was. <laughs> it was. It's funny. My I had a group chat and they're like, "Well, how would you rate it?" And my out of ten, it's a seven to me. You're a harsh raider. Yeah, well, I think because I feel like again, I feel like the story was just like it was just very. It was a straightforward story, yeah. like you said. I, I I got the same themes. Can't tame animals. His dad says at one point, yeah. you see it in different forms with you know the whatever in the sky. Yeah. You see it with the, the the monkey. You see it with the horses. Yeah, but um, a lot of people are pissed about the monkey part. I mean, this company's called Monkey Paul. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people are like well. There's a scene with a monkey. We won't get too much nah, into it. Yeah, but they felt like a lot of people feel like, oh, they shouldn't have put it in there. I was like, no, it's it's literally like, okay, if you take it out, you lose a lot of context with one of the characters. But if you take it out, it's like, again, people would have been mad because yeah, they wouldn't have understood the theme. It would have been a whole different film if you yeah, took it out. That's like, stupid. Yeah. It's, people it's crazy. People stop being so sensitive. That's yeah, like, they're, if they're, you got an issue with that, then. It's a good movie. I also, um, also started Secession. Oh and, yeah, and got through a lot of it. Great film, great show, great show. I'm still like kind of working my way through it, but what season? Oh shit, probably like season two, three. I finished two, bro. Three, right I now. by season by season one, episode five. I understood. I was like, yeah. I get it, I get it, y'all. I no, I was out of, on it. It's a great show. 
I get it, man. Who, who do you who do you relate more to? Oh, I'm definitely um, the Roman? dad. No, oh, no, you're Logan. I'm the dad. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Niggas trying to take over this shit. Y'all ain't got what the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> fuck off. No one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. But um, no. Nah, the funny thing about that show is like I like it because it kind of shows you. Like I, I read a lot of like just articles and business news and things like that. And you see these like these corporate shakeups and things like this happening. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, like this is what's really going on. And like, that's what I like. I don't know. Like even with the WWE right now, Vince McMahon stepping down, like imagine what the behind the curtain of that mm. looks like. like. I mean, it's imagine what Nick Khan's day to day is like. I'm just I mean, a lot of it is, is similar. Like I I, I I have to talk about a lot of that in the next you know coming week. But it's like. You get a lot of people compare this to succession. I was like, it, some of it is, you know, in terms of just like how crisis, you know, when when a crisis, you know, companies got to do shit like that. Yeah. You got to step down because you were you were the man in charge when this shit happened. You were the guy that was around it. Yeah. A lot of people got to take the fall. So when that Vince McMahon shit came out, I was like, bro, like th- this is crazy. Like you know what I mean? Like granted, the circumstances of which he's retiring, we kind of already know. Like the heat got too hot for the man, but it's like, yo, this is one of the one of the greatest storytellers. You know what I'm saying? In that medium. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, for him to be gone and for us to be alive to see it, like, I thought this nigga was going to die on that post. You know what I mean? I thought I, th- I never thought he was going to leave until he was out of here. And for him to be like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm out now. It w- was was tw- 2022, bro. Like, it's a crazy fucking year. Like, no one thought that this was, this was going to happen. But, again, Logan has to do it at one point or he has to think about doing it at one point in the series. And I was like, damn, that's, that's really what Vince had to do. That was his decision. Yeah. So <laughs> and now Stephanie, Vince's daughter is in charge. She's the co CEO with Nick Khan, who I must say since Nick Khan came on in 2020, like that company, like we saw it in Dallas, the way that, that they just yeah, market just themselves about it different. is different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more inclusive. It's not just like this subculture. Yeah. It's just pop culture. He's trying man. to make yeah, he's trying to make it pop culture, man. I yeah. see Bianca Belair mm-hmm. fucking NASCAR. I see her at fucking hot ninety seven picking up Peter yeah. Rosenberg spinning the nigga around. Like she's everywhere. And and again, like when companies change and, and they and they form, like that's what they gotta do. And then secession really kinda kinda um takes a hold of that. But I'm I'm addicted to that. That and better call Saul. Like those are my my two top ones Damn. right now, bro. That I, I, Better Call Saul is on another one, bro. What have I been watching lately? I was watching this uh, Apple TV show with Maya Rudolph. Loop. Is that funny? It's pretty funny. It's like it's kind of mm. it's funny. It's about like it's basically about Jeff Bezos' wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apple TV got sneaky good shows because I like. Yeah, them. I mean, they spend a lot of fucking money. I know. It's like a hot one segment in the show. Really? It's like there's all type of branding in the first couple episodes. Like it's like, they're like doing um, a lot. Severance that show with uh oh, yeah, that Adam Scott. Really good. That yeah. show is crazy. Got nominated for Emmys. I don't know why Euphoria got nominated for so many Emmys. I mean, shit. Euphoria was Euphoria is like the Jordan Peele film. It looks I, great. I don't get how something that, but it had negative critical reception. So they really got nominated. Bro, but it's the Emmys. Fuck these critics, man. I'm telling it's you, they, no shit. you're a critic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. The critics should be funny to me sometimes. Cause it's like, yeah, if you could do it, do it. Well, and I mean, they hit that with uh, with Jordan Peele. He had to tell somebody to fall back this week. Somebody said, like, you know, between Get Out, Us, and and Nope. You know, they had such really good scores. They were like, can we say that he's one of the best, one of the top three horror directors of all time? And everybody was just like, no, we can't say that, bro. Like, and even, jo- even Jordan Peele was just like, yo, no, John Carpenter. Like, he was just like, I, he was like, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but no, it's not me. Like, I'm not accepting that at all. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, we got to chill. Like, and, and the dude was basing it off of Rotten Tomatoes. 
funny. Let's find this guy's account. See no, if they, he's paid to say that. They, <laughs> they was no, already, I have his. I have his. I have his handle up right here. Adam like digital marketing. Adam Tots Comics. Oh. Adam Ellis. White dude. Goblin. He him in my flop era. He has that, his that, I mean, in his go. Patreon. <laughs> there you go. He said he's in his flop era, bro. I, like you can tell what you can <laughs> tell what type of time somebody's on by looking at their description on their fucking post. But I mean, like, <laughs> like maybe not Jordan Peele in terms of just like. You know, horror directors, I can't give that to them. The West Craven still exists. John Carpenter still exists. Yeah. Like, these are legends. Like, I, I, they've been doing it. They did it for decades, so to speak. But Jordan Peele, definitely one of the, like, black directors. I've never seen a run like this. Yeah, now he's killing it. I've never seen a run like this. Like, he's in the Pantheon already. Like, just in terms of the fact that Universal would give this nigga $60 million to make a horror movie. Hmm. What? <laughs> these movies top out at, like, $20 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last Halloween movie cost, like, 30 Yeah. He got 60 like that's crazy and yeah. the marketing yeah no I should and that should look like a 60 million dollar movie it's <laughs> yes. like he he took it there I just feel like visually just how stunning it looked like mm-hmm. man yeah check that out Mark you gotta watch it you gotta watch it bro watch I, it in IMAX supposedly I guess that's that's the way to see it because that those scenes were dope to me or the one that especially the, the faces when you yeah. mentioned earlier but I, I don't I, the sides and the all that horses, shit yeah the horses man the horses when, when he's riding the horse at the end like a fucking like Zorro or a fucking cowboy, I was like, yeah, Josh gonna fuck with this, yo. That's that's your that's your fantasy, bro. He he probably dressed how. That's how not he, my fantasy. <laughs> that's your fantasy. My reality, it's my gonna be on reality, but uh, that shit. He on some other shit. I'm doing it on some fly shit. <laughs> All right, bro. Christ, one more thing. Uh, well, one more new show that came out. Uh, Issa Rae's rap shit. Uh, taking over Twitter right now oh, yeah. they, were, they put out I guess it was a skit from the show of this white girl that was doing basically the Amaretta thing yeah. and I had Amaretta actually retweet it got a lot of people good yeah, that's I actually some good marketing I it was good marketing I wish it was a little more through line to the show yeah but cause that girl's marketing. not in the show she is in the show okay but my thing is like you gotta watch the show to know what it is yeah, yeah. so like if, if you don't watch the show then you just never put it together right so I wish there was like some way you kind of nodded towards go watch the show because at the yeah. end it's just like it just stops. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it like just a little stops. video. And I'm right, maybe if I'm a red, it would have been like if she would have said something like yeah, her caption could have been like this rap shit crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's actually good. That's like, free game see, right man, there, man. Yeah, man. I really do this shit. <laughs> that's like free. I really do this shit. That's what I'm like. That's free but, um, game. That's free game right there, bro. Nah, I, I haven't seen the show yet. I watched it. How you feel about it? It's cool. It's cool. Like I think. I like um, I like shows with a hip hop twist. So I'm like, when they got some hip hop shows coming out, I'm like, for sure. Like, um, I think the two stars, um, I forget their names, but they're really dope. Yeah, they're really authentic. There's one like uh, one of the stars' friends. Oh man, I gotta find it. Oh, let me get some names. Both their names, both their names of Sha- are Shauna and Mia, which I thought was pretty cool, giving nods to Shauna, of course, Chicago rapper. Okay. Um, DTP and MEX, yeah. I thought I thought I thought it was pretty interesting. Like small little details like that with with female rap in that show was actually pretty cool. Man, we gotta get my homie's a writer on that show. Um Chris Stanford, shout out to him. He's from LA. Uh Chris Sanford, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, blending words and shit. It's the weed. Yeah, the know, names. Fidel's. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to Fidel too, man. He's out there living it up. But um but yeah, he's a writer on the show. And I didn't even realize that with the Shauna and Mia thing. So I want to ask him, like, was that intentional? Like, he he used to, he's, man, he's a rapper. So, yeah. <laughs> so he see him as a writer and be in the writer's room and just, like, how excited he is about this show. Yeah. Like, he spent a ton of time in, uh, in Miami just, like, researching and yeah. just being in the environment. Um, Speaking of fucking shows, man, Justin Hillian, we still fucking waiting on the invite. I know you're listening, nigga. <laughs> I know you're listening, nigga. 
We're still waiting on the invite for uh, the, the wood, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, when's that coming out? Uh, what what is it? Fall? I don't know. This nigga tell us, but like, <laughs> we, we wait, man. We could get on the radio, all that shit. We we could do anything, bro. We're stars, bro. When we tell you about what happened today. <laughs> Listen, man, we're we're celebrities now, all right? So, oh my god, man, this nigga cutting the promo to be be a writer. <laughs> I don't want. I just want to be on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Just how us doing this. This nigga about to hit us with the no search key. Whatever. Ada Osman and K Million. K Million was K-Million. she a rapper? She's a rapper. Yeah, she's oh, okay. yeah. The, one of the chicks K-Million is actually a rapper. a rapper. She just performed at Rolling Loud too. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. She she killed it too. Like she's. Figuring out, leveling up. Good oh, promo she, for the oh, she, oh, she killed, oh, she killed it. All right, I tell you that. Wait, what you mean? Eight million. Just, just watch episode one of Rap Shit. She definitely killed it. This nigga Mark horny as hell, bro. How do you know it's horny? You go, How do you know? You, go from you, you don't even know yet. You Man, go from I'm MC. Trying, you trying go, shout out some hard working women out here, and Mark just getting off. You don't even know yet. You go from you go from from MC when you're normal to Mark when you Cafe Lou. Just Mark. watch, just watch, just watch, just watch episode one. Is all I'm gonna tell you. Just watch episode one. Bro. Cafe Lou Mark right there, bro. That, that's what it is, man. <laughs> not saying nothing. <laughs> I'm sipping my water, man. All See, right, Josh, Josh, right. Josh, Josh tried to guilt it and say we shouting out hardworking woman. She was definitely hardworking. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh. Jesus Christ, man. What? I think the character's name is Alicia in the show I'm thinking of. Brittany Jefferson's a real name. Or it might be Dominique Perry and Nelly. I'm terrible with names in these shows. <laughs> Dominique, Perry was, Dominique Perry was also in rap shit. She was Who? one of the friends. Um, she was one of Shauna's friends when she was telling the yeah, we're about to start a rap group. With, yeah, whatever uh, the, was the friend home. that was sitting on the bed, she was really good. I was like, she was still in this scene. I'm like, damn. So shout out to everybody that was part of that show. Uh, I'm definitely tuned in. I'm watching. Uh, the it's funny. Just the the style of the show is interesting. It's very Gen Z. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I might get annoyed. Yeah, you might. You might. <laughs> I might get annoyed. I'm sorry. I, I just might get annoyed because yeah. I heard it's their only fan subplot in it. Yeah, I mean it's very Gen Z. It's like it's, you you gonna see it and be like you're gonna get exactly what I mean. But um, shout out to Issa Rae. It's all shot in Miami, Miami Gardens, stuff like that. Um. Pretty interesting the way that they shoot all of it. Shout out to Cyrus, uh, Miami. This is the second shout out. I hate this nigga. I'm not shouting him out no more. Cut, <laughs> cut this actually. Why do you hate Cyrus? <laughs> uh, but Bye. yeah, I think we're coming up on the hour. Uh, thank you guys. What, what do we got for? We got amp uh, in a week, right? So we should, we should have week. that should be announced pretty damn soon. Yeah, maybe we have Chris uh, Sanford as a guest. Let's go, man. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. get him on rap shit. We talked about rap shit. We gave it. We gave it rave reviews. Josh is setting it up right now, so it might it might be Chris Sanford. But listen to us on amp. Please download the amp app, man. There's so many stuff. There's so many things coming on the pipeline. Shout out to all of the our patrons who um, actually sent in questions uh, last week. Uh, that's DMV fan Johnny Barnes. Um, Flo, uh, who's who's the last person? Who's the last person? Who's the last person? I'm gonna, they're gonna fucking kill me. I, I memorized it. Who's the, who's the last person? Oh, uh, Dion. Duh, I'm stupid. But um, yeah, everyone who, who sent the question and we answered them on AMP. So like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be doing an open call for questions again. But you know, it it went all, it rang off, man. Shout out to everybody that, that sent them off. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Um, I'm trying to find a song to play. I don't want to play a lot of Drake. Yeah, uh, Nav Rollo. <laughs> All right, Nav, Nav Rollo. Anything else you want to plug, Josh, before we get out of here? Man, just shout out to everybody that's listening, man. If you made it this far, shout out to you. If you made it this far, man, hit me up on Twitter or something. I'm going to follow you. Oh, wow. This thing is just what is that? Wow. Just giving about this. What is that? I just, I just want, if you made it this far, I'm like, damn, you dedicated. Cause I, like, wow. Yeah. Tap in, man. BND for MC and Josh Pease. I'm J5. Thank you for listening to the Black Print. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Listen to us on, on, on Black Print Radio, man, on AMP. Every other Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Peace. Do my team. Money talking on me. 
Said I'm done with bling After one more ring I just built a team Of loyalty Before they move They gon' think about me Swimming in the deep end My neck I wet When I'm sober I don't feel like I'm at my best Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. Yes, sir, we are back on Amp Black Print Radio. A lot of a lot of B and D's going on here. J five here with Josh Pease. What's the what's the what's the pronoun today? Not um, the pronoun. Pronoun. I always uh, say that. <laughs> In case people are wondering, I'm a him. Please. <laughs> but, um. No, Sarsky. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, the, the nickname today, the alias, uh, cause you just said it, uh, the BNDP is me, but I love big necessary discount. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the other word. Yeah. I just think that's just so clever. I forgot who came up with Did Mark come up with that? Uh, I think Wale came up with it, actually. Because uh, he said real necessary. Mark. He said real necessary crew. <laughs> yeah. So yeah the big or right ne- now crew or something. <laughs> the big necessary discount. Um, I love it. We here. Um, shit. What, what episode is this? I don't even know. Don't even I, know. Don't even, I don't even remember. Uh, we got MC here in the building. What's good, MC? Episode 15, fellas, if you didn't need a little bit reminder. But yeah, that was Wale. He told uh, he told Vince McMahon, we're the right now crew. So we're going with uh, right now crew and we're going with big necessary discounts. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, we, we, we talked about that, but we got a very special guest. This man went viral. I saw this clip a couple of days ago. I think I think Trevon sent this to us, our last guest on. Uh, That's <laughs> it's funny that this clip is going viral because I've been watching this nigga do this shit for like a few months now. <laughs> <laughs> I see him do the stunner. I see him do, do a bunch of little moves. So I'm like, yo, when I saw that clip, though, I was like this. He took it there. Of course, and we, and we talking about we talking about the the man, the myth, the the new pro wrestling star. But you know, even in his own right, you know, one of one of the most skilled rappers out of the, out of H Town, man. We got we got our guy uh, Les in the house. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's good, man? What's going on? No, I mean, what's going what's good with you, man? You flying up the top rope, man. My ankle hurt like a motherfucker, bro. It's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and my I don't God. even know when it happened. It just happened in the Yeah, that shit's crazy. But like I was looking I was looking at the footage, bro, and I don't know if you seen when I pinned dude after I did uh the little hurricane runner joint. Man. So I got kicked in the face, bro. And Ooh. I did not even know that happened. You felt it the next day. <laughs> like, nah, bro, I had no nah, I never felt it, bro. My ankle got so like I, fucking jam my ankle so bad i didn't even feel like anything else like yeah. everything just went to the ankle of course, of course. yeah man I shit cool, bro. Shit, shit. life random as fuck you know what i'm saying just 
that's why I, I love it, shit, bro. Yeah, that's why I love it, bro. Because you really just out here doing shit. Like I, I see the meme where people be like, "Oh, blah 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 is completing side missions now, or he's doing quest missions." It's like, yo, you really just <laughs> yeah, out here yeah, just yeah. doing like even just the workout fitness transformation. Like I peeped that. I'm like, oh, this nigga really. He's not just about to go in there and just look regular. He's about to go in there and look like one of them. <laughs> Yeah, now look, bro, that wasn't even like meant for that. Cause now there's people like saying like like they got the narrative like, oh, this nigga's been working out to do this. And I'm like, bro, no, I haven't. I was working out just to get my life together. (laughs) You know, like he just, man, you know how life is, bro. Like we all regular. I'm a regular nigga, bro. I don't be on all that that rap cap shit, whatever, you know, P, you know. And like, we all regular niggas. I I consider y'all the same. Like just on some, you know, normal nigga shit. And my nigga, if Booker T asked you, hey, man, I want you to do some wrestling shit. And nigga, I had your action figure when I was a kid, bro. Fucking right, nigga. I'm not going to say no. I'm like, shit, fuck it. It's ready. I don't care. Like, I don't take myself too serious. And shit, man. It, you know, we just ran it. We've been running for a minute. Like P said, we've been doing that shit. I want to say the first time we did anything was like 2018. Yeah. yeah. When, like I did the Thunder and all that shit like that. Like, and then, you know. The pandemic. We was going to do more shit, but then the pandemic, and I don't even think they was running it, or they were doing some, they were just doing some, like, whole other outdoor shit or something with the wrestling league. And then right. uh, we linked back up back, like, January, and then shit. It's been running it. Or, yeah. Well, you, did, were you ever, like, I obviously we watched it all. All of us watched it, like, back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I still watch yeah. it today. I, I still watch it to this day, obviously. I got, you know, I got my own wrestling podcast and all that stuff going on. But, like, did you ever have aspirations to do this? I mean, as a child, yeah. You were like, <laughs> like my fucking ball was covered with the fucking attitude ever do posted, bro. Like, I went to all that shit. I had a book. So I remember reading, make, like, getting in trouble at school because instead of, like, studying, I was reading um, uh, Have a Nice Day, like, the Mick Foley biography and yeah. shit like that. Like, I was really, like, tapping into all that shit, especially during the attitude ever. Currently, I can't. I mean, I know about Seth Rollins and Rose, and you know, um, you know, just all the big dudes. But I can't say I'm too familiar, like too locked in on everything that's going on. I try to be, bro, but it just doesn't really keep my attention. No, no, no. I, I, but I mean, the thing is, is that like it shows that kind of what they're trying to do now, bringing in new stars, like even people that's kind of like fell off of it for a bit, like like you did, like you still know the Cody Rose. That was a big moment this year. Seth Rollins, that was a big. That was fire. Yeah, 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 that was that was a big moment. So, like you said, B- Booker T called you. Had you ever met Booker T? Like in between, like you guys, just, you know, met him out there in Texas or what or whatnot. Nah, bro. Crazy thing is, like, man, I used to live across the street from his wrestling school. Like it was in East Downtown in Houston. But like at this time, bro, I was this is when I was young and thugging, bro. I wasn't even like, you know, <laughs> like I wasn't even on that type of time. I'm riding past that thing on Buick. And the viewer gonna swing is just like, damn, that's dope. Like, you, know, <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm shit, this is back like all so outlaw days and shit like that. I'm not even thinking about that type on that type of time. You know, I'm fat as fuck, sipping drink, doing all that, living that life, man. But um I would see it all the time, but one of my homies used to do like local podcasts and shit like that. His name is Brad Gilmore and he would always do rap shit. So if you was coming up on a rap scene in Houston at the time, you would go to the podcast, or it wasn't a podcast, it was like a talk radio thing at the time. This is like 2010, 2011. Right. And um, Brad ended up working, like he started working with Booker. 
and him and Booker have like this ESPN radio thing now to this day. Like they they they're like partners. They work together. Yes, yeah, like yeah. I listen to that show. I listen to that show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Brad Gilmore. So like he does the show with Booker or whatever, and he's an announcer for reality or wrestling. So I came out with a project called Te- Texas Rattlesnake. This one's some you know rap wrestling shit whatever. And um, Brad seen it, and he was like, "Yo, bro, I forgot that you were really into this shit." Come check out, you know, like Booker has his operation down here, and I knew about, like I said, when it was the East Downtown, and it was like this ranky dink building. But he moved, like that shit was like it had been some years have passed, and reality of wrestling really had stepped it up. Like the shit was nice, bro. Like it's a real nice production. So I went to check it out, and they were like, "Man, what do you think about, you know, maybe us including you? Like you do a little skit and you get into it with one of the wrestlers." So that's how I started on some damn near just like you know being on the sideline and getting a little shoving match. <laughs> then they were like, well, what's next? And then, like, that was cool. We posted the clip and that did his thing. And he was like, well, shit, uh, what do you think about doing some more shit? Like, we can keep writing. You know, it's once a month, so it's not real complicated for them to, like, do a little storyline. So they did, we, we did a whole storyline where, like, I got into it with one of the wrestlers and the whole time you thinking I was on one dude's side and I snuck in the ring and spun the other dude. And it, was, it was like a third year. It was like just cool shit like that. And I was like, yeah, man, fuck it, bro. Like, and it was on perfect time because we just did that project. So it was just like all on point. It all went at the same time. Yeah. So, and at that time, I'm running around. Like in life, I'm running around. Like at that point, I was like riding Harley Davidson's every day and shit like that. It's just on some fucking. Oh, I just be doing shit, bro. I grew up around a lot of shit. My pops was in a lot of shit. You might see me on a Harley one day with a right. bunch of motherfucking Hell's Angels looking niggas. You might see me like in the hood one day on Swangers and on Candy Paint, by, you know, with the Boss Hog Outlaws. You know, that's where I come from. You might see me fucking with Spitter and the Lowriders in New Orleans one day. Just, uh, or, the, or the foreign, you know, the, the, the imports, all that, dog. It's just, they can just be doing whatever. No, I, I, I mean, what was the training like? Like, what was the regimen? Like, I know you said you was already working I out. None. <laughs> Oh, like, shit. as far as wrestling training, <laughs> like, dog, that move that y'all see me do, I spent, like, you know, that's my, my dude that was with me, too. Out the wrestle, everybody. 45, I got there 45 minutes before. Dude was like, uh, the dude I did it on showed me how to do it. And, like, shit, bro, we made it work. Like, I just was, I commit, bro. Like, I used to skate when I was young, bro. I did fucking 10 stair, I mean, 10 stair rails and shit, bro. Like, yeah, you gotta sure. commit. You gotta commit. Oh, I can't you, do it, <laughs> Yeah, like I'm saying, like if you if you hesitate, man, like you going you gonna fuck yourself up, bro. So it's like you gotta fully be confident, just commit, just go for it. Yeah, like I and that was it. I had went to I've been to a couple of uh, things. I um I've gone with like Wale to like NXT and then SmackDown and stuff. And like when you get on that top rope, your legs start shivering and shaking, bro. That's why I was like, I don't know how you get because it's it's wire, bro. Like it's you your legs are literally or your feet are literally yeah. on a wire. Yeah, I, look, I was thinking about that shit, but I was like, fuck it, dog. I can't, I can't fuck up. This one is going to go the wrong way, too. We could go Man. viral for the wrong reason. Yeah. So, I mean, shit. Like, you know, they had to execute this shit. But I promise, bro, like, the craziest shit about it is, like, I never second-guessed none of that shit. I was just like, yeah, no, no problem. They were like, you want to go off the top rope? I was like, yeah. They were like, you sure? I was like, why not? Yeah, man, that shit. Okay, you, you crazy for that? Because honestly, I'll be like, I was watching the clip and I saw like some other shit. I just went back and watched some other clips. I'm like, bro, like you really in the ring, like really getting hit, throwing punches. Nah, bro, like, I'll send you the link to the full. Yeah, I'll send you the link to the full match. Dude, I actually get my ass kicked, bro. Like, <laughs> no, nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I damn near have to yeah, really yeah. fight. Like, we're not about to just lose a fight. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, bro. It's some like bullshit. Like sit there and get kicked and have to be like, oh, this is part of the script. I just got to sit here and let a dude fucking smash my head in real quick. Nah, that's terrible, bro. <laughs> and that shit hurt. Like it's not like I, I'm. I could definitely attest to like, yo, like there's not no real way that you can. Like they're not hitting you with all that might. Of course they're not, but it still has to be believable and. You know, it's still there. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, they might put a little oomph in it. I yeah. like, you know, one dude said I hit the shit out of him one time. So I was like, hey, man, fuck <laughs> it. No, so, I mean, but you yeah. join, you kind of join in, like, a, a, an established community of, of like musicians that have gotten into this shit like bad bunny w- w- was into it and he did the royal rumble this year and you know right. like it- fuck that master p master yeah, as we speak, <laughs> like, this, this, yo yo but look as we speak bro as we speak bro this nigga did uh just send me a fucking clip of kevin gates at aew doing it right now we, we yeah we wow. just yeah we i just saw i just saw that so, uh like, on, on my on my timeline as well what the fuck? Oh, is he fighting? Hey, I'm not. No. Hey, I'm all for it. Nah, I'm all for it too. I'm all for it. I'm like, shit, wrestlers should have matches. I mean, rappers should have matches. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> honestly, it should be a fucking rap wrestling league. This shit is already there with the storylines. So. Right, I mean, and, yeah, yeah. and, and we seen Lil Scrappy. Lil Scrappy did the rock bottom a couple weeks I ago and, and stuff like that. Like, we really, I, I, I really think it's dope. That. I didn't even know Lil Scrappy existed, but this is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I got to send you that clip, bro. He definitely did some shit. But no, like that that's that's dope because because again it's 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 somebody like Booker T looking at the culture and, and then really saying, you know what I'm saying, bring bringing us into into that world. Because it, the thing is is like again, like Josh said, like rapping wrestling is not that you know, dissimilar when you think about it in terms of storyline and all the egos that go along with it. They had some yeah, shit with them too. More, it's way more similar, yeah. It's way more similar than that. The, what What did you feel like kind of being behind the curtain and seeing how all, how all this stuff works? I mean, like, you, you can attest to the fact that, like, a lot of people say, oh, no, nah, this shit's fake. It's like, no, nah, this shit is real. Like, your ankle hurts. Your body hurts the next day. Yeah, fact, bro. It's been, like I said, it's been two weeks. My ankle still hurt. My wrist still hurt. But the, the, the coolest thing I think about it that our peak game was is like backstage with amongst the wrestlers. It's just like, it's like all they care about is taking care of each other, mm-hmm. like not hurting each other. Huh. And it's like, it's like a dance, bro. This shit is nothing but like a stunt man's dance. Like yeah, it's choreography yeah. and it's just pretty much, it, it just gotta, it's like figure skating, bro. Just aggressive. Like you just gotta go out there and like put on a show and like they're, they're trying to, and the show is nothing but like bringing emotion out of the crowd. Like, even when we were doing the ring, like everything they were telling me, like Booker was teaching me stuff, stuff like he was like in the ring, everything is slow motion and dramatic. Everything. You slow life down completely and you make everything way more dramatic than it should be. <laughs> and even if you look back at Booker's matches, you can kind of see that, like, like all the, the facial expressions and all the like, you know, the dramatic comebacks and when they're like getting choked out and the hand drops and then eventually they bring it up and stand yeah. up, like all that shit. Like <laughs> you learn like, okay, this is a lot. There's a lot of thespian shit going on in there. Like there's a lot of, you know, really acting, but you're just a stuntman and you have to also be able to be athletic and like be able to take those falls and those punches and would you, choreograph that shit. Would you say you have like a, a greater appreciation of like what they go through? Because I mean, you you was on the map. Sometimes like Mick Foley, he was going through barbed wire and shit, like all types of Bro, shit. <laughs> I have so much more. Res- I mean, I always respected it because like coming up as a fan, if you a real fan, like you 
you know that shit's not all like you no know, fake shit. Like yeah. you argue with people and be like, it's not fake, it's not fake, but they're not understanding. Like you have to understand. It's just the way you have to explain it to them. They're like, yeah, it's it's fake. The outcome is fake. The um everything about it is fake. Yeah, like the beats are fake. What's not fake is when you see Nick Foley fall through that cage through the top on accident and then mm-hmm. hit that ring. That yeah. was not fake. That man's body hit that shit. Like you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like. And then, like, when you start realizing when you're out there, like, wait a minute, they all hit each other with real chairs, bro. <laughs> like, like you know, you start, like, the kendo, like, they had all that shit. I'm like, yeah, even, like, I don't know if you've seen a clip when we had the belts and shit, bro. Like, that shit hurt. Man. Niggas, like, lifted up my shirt and hit me in this chest with a belt. I was like, holy shit. I'm not acting. Like, this hurts. Yeah, no, I think about that, too, because, like, even me just being a casual fan, like I, I've stepped inside of a ring before, and I'm like, this shit ain't as bouncy as I thought it would be. Like, yeah, it's not bouncy at all. It's, it's, it's wood. It's it's like a wood. It's like wood on cloth. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I thought that shit had yeah, a little it, more bounce it, to it. There's nothing nah. bouncy about that shit. Bro. Nah, nah, hey, it bro. fucked me up too, bro. I was like, nah, this this ain't a trampoline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then look, dude. The big dude that was in, like, I don't know if you peep every match. If you look at every match I did, that big dude that said kicked me in my face, I feel like he was trying to let it be known, like, yo, this is the real shit. You can't just come in here and fuck around. Because he was serving me up with one every time we done something. <laughs> I almost wanted to ask him that stage, like, Ken folk, bro, you hit me for real. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Nah, he hates yeah, man. So do you have yeah, any do you got any aspirations uh you know to do it again? Are you already talking about it or, or are you just like okay this I'm one and done? I don't know, bro. I'm in a funny space with it because everybody gassing me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even from like, like even from over there though, like dog, I'm walking out. There's like dudes like like how many matches have you had? And I'm like I've never had a match in my life, bro. I'm just out there fucking around. They were like okay, that looked better than most of the niggas in here training. But I was like, <laughs> see, yeah. But look, but look, the next day I had to host the fuck. But like, I have a real job rapping and doing shit. So the next day I had to host the fucking big ass car meet with me and Slim, uh, Slim Thug. And fucking, I'm limping around the fucking parking lot all day because I fucked up my ankle. And everybody's trying to take pictures and ask questions. They're like, yo, what the fuck? And this before it came out. So I'm trying to explain to people, like, well, yeah, last night I was trying to be Ray Mysterio Jr. and fuck my ankle. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so but uh that's that's amazing. We're gonna have a little bit more. We're gonna talk to you about Houston coming up with Slim Thug, stuff like that. We'll talk about the car culture too. We gotta talk about absolutely. (laughs) So uh I'm so we're gonna take a little bit of a break. I'm gonna play one of my favorite songs from you from your Midnight Club, uh your Midnight Club project, and we're gonna be right back on Black Print Radio with less pro wrestler slash rapper less. (laughs) Multi hyphenate. Multi hyphenate. Black Print Radio, J5 here, Josh Pease. We had a little bit of audio issue. We fixed that, though. We should be fixed, though. Yeah, we back. We, we good. No, nah, we sound good. We sound great. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. We back here with pro wrestler, a rapper turned pro wrestler, slash entrepreneur, all of that stuff. 
Designer. Designer, all of that stuff. Skateboarder, didn't even know that. Les, what's good, brother? What's going on, man? Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we hear you, man. We hear you. We hear you. No, it's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Right before we uh, left, you was talking about the car meetup you did in Houston. And one thing I just love about just everything you got going on is just your car collection. I, I think you posted a photo with like all four of them in the photo or something like that. And I was like, yo, this, I just love it. Like, you can't really do that in LA. You, we ain't even got two car garages out here, but. I ain't got space for that. No. Yeah, but <laughs> man. I see you got the Raptor. I look at the Yeah, Giz was, uh, Giz was just talking about he had to do something to his crib because he wanted, he can't even keep all his shit at his crib. I'm like, yeah, that's just nuts. Tell yeah. us about the car coach on, um, in Houston, just, you know, everything you're doing. I feel like you kind of bringing it to the new school. I, when I saw you at the Raptor, I'm like, okay, like that's some shit that you just, you can't even drive a Raptor in LA, but like that shit just, it just looked dope. That shit just remind me of just some, just on the range. Just, I don't know. That shit just, look, <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, all right, like, that's some shit I want to do when I kind of move out of L.A. So, yeah, just tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, like, dog, really just, man, it's Texas shit, bro. Like, Texas is, Houston is just, like, a big city. I, I would say it's probably, like, almost a sister city to L.A., kind of, like, just in the south. I would agree. Because it's real, it's really big. Like, you know how, it just, we don't have all the cool shit y'all got as far as, like, the views and the, the landscapes and shit like that. Houston is a bayou city. It just flat and just fucking strip malls and, and shit like that but um it's big so of course you know you gotta have cars even as young niggas like we we had to have whips to get around you ain't fucking no bitch uh fucking hopping off the bus or whatever so um just early on out here you learn to appreciate cars man like whether it was you know back in the day we fucking with Buick the sabers and putting swangers on them or blades and uh, bullshit candy paint jobs for 3500 bucks, but it still look good for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They're just like coming down like that. Ostrich, the interior, screens everywhere. Niggas had spinners on everything in that area and all that type <laughs> mm-hmm. of shit. And then like, you know, of course, you know, the slab culture in, in Houston, that's our shit. That's like low riders to, to LA. And, um, you know, when y'all see us with the wheels poking out and all that shit like that. In the candy paint, the pop trunks with the you know the message in the trunk with, with you know whatever whatever anybody representing on the statement they want to make and like but you know Houston is big though so like you got our slab culture that you see in the hip hop videos with Paul Wall and Slim and everybody in 05 coming out but then also this just being a big ass city we have a big ass culture for everything like Texas 2K goes down over here that's like one of that's that's the premier in America biggest racing weekend for street cars in in America. Like all oh, the highest horsepower cars come out here. But the thing is, you got to know Texas is gonna be like that because we don't have the laws y'all have in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I can go take my motherfucking Corvette. My Corvette has two nitrous bottles in it. It is supercharged. It's ridiculous, bro. I can never drive that on the streets of LA. They'd be like, "What, the, what sir? What are you doing?" But here, like, nigga, that's everybody's car. Like, niggas go to work with GTRs with 1,200 horsepower, Hellcats with fucking 1,100 horsepower and shit like that, like, just daily driving. And then the truck scene in Texas is just ridiculous. Like, you got the dudes with the Raptors, the TRXs, the big lifted F-250 scene. Like, there's big truck meets. There's a rapper that's on my last project named Bo Bundy, Mexican cat from out here. The dude is, like, like tapped in with the trucks. He'd be doing videos. It'd be like 50 trucks in the videos and shit. Like they all low with big fucking $10,000 wheels on them and shit. Yeah, shit. It's, it's just like everything. Then like like me with the lowered BMWs and the 
the E thirty sixes and the E thirties and uh and uh, like the old Lexus and things like that and Japanese JDM cars. Huge scene for that. Like it's just every you can have it your way in Houston because it's like I said, there's no rules. We can do what we want to our cars. You can lift your truck all the way in the sky. You could make your pipes as loud as you want them to be. You could have fucking candy painted orange car with rims that stick out fucking two feet into the other lane. It's like they, I mean, they some cops hate because they're not supposed to go out <laughs> further than your um. They really not supposed to go out further than your side mirrors. Right, uh, but. But the new thing with the young niggas is with the with the swings is like they got these it's just they they extend out really far. I don't really fuck with it, but that's you know that's the way to flex, man. One one of the things that that caught me because like I'm from Virginia originally and I, I moved out to LA, but like um when like still tipping came out and you saw that on BET Uncut, and then like I would like we had to learn the mathematics of what the what the swingers was and all of that other stuff. Like it's it's like a whole culture surrounding it, and like y'all taught a lot of people from where I'm from, how to do that shit. Like how did, like did, yeah. did y'all ever think to, to that, like that would have gone worldwide like that? Cause it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like what, like 15, 16 years old. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like the, I think the, the most epic moment is when the car is going side to side. And it's like, yo, that's, that's yeah. what you remember from that. And I don't think nobody knew that it would go worldwide like that, man, because that's just what we was doing down here. And it was it wasn't even always cool to everybody down here. Like, I, man, it was a point in my career. Nigga was telling me, man, I mean, stop doing all that Texas shit. Y'all got to think bigger. And then you fucking other motherfuckers from other cities start doing Texas shit, and everybody started, you know, getting back on it. But, like, bro, like, that that car shit, the swinging, the slab, bro, that was just, like, natural things, bro. Like, we was doing that since we, I mean, just, they've been doing it forever. This, this has been going on since the 80s, bro. But, I mean, just even me, it's been since, like, as soon as you could get a car, like, that's what you aiming to do. It wasn't nothing else. Like, I don't even know what young kids do no more because you don't really see, like, young homies with, like, you don't hear all the, like, it would be more like niggas want their Balenciagas and <laughs> they forms and shit. Like, I, everybody, I feel like the young homies be kind of, like, I feel bad for them because I couldn't survive in this era. I'm like, y'all niggas got to pretend to be rich for real. Man. Like, when when I was young, like, we was able to go, you know, like, whatever car they got passed down to you, whether it was a Buick or you, like, my first shit I was able to afford was, like, just some Buick shit. I can go throw some swangers on that mother. I had some blades on it at first, bro. I was killing it, right? All the bitches. Yeah. I was doing the shit on the parking lot, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like that's why it's like, even with the music shit, like, nigga, just always been this way. We always had the whips. Everybody, even Slim, like, if you go look at Slim's story, when he was 17 or 16, he had a hearse that he fixed up. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like niggas just, like, we just had to get to the cars, bro. Like, we just had to get to it, because that's your first way, like, to interact with chicks and get around. And, you know, like, that's how niggas know. Yo, yeah, such and such with the, the thing on Blaze. Yeah, oh, such and such with the... On, on the swingers, yeah, the candy yellow joint, yeah. Oh, that's how you know niggas and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so if, if there's one thing that that we know Houston for, other than the cars, it's also like the hustle of being out there. And obviously, you came up under kind of like the tutelage of like Slim Thug. What are some of the most important yeah. things that that he taught you about entrepreneurship and you know having your own and and you know creating your own brand from from the bottom up? Because he is you know legitimately one of the biggest hustlers of all time. Yeah. I mean, I remember a nigga told me, him and his brother, when they first put me down with Boss Hog, uh, they were like, you know you already fucked as far as being like a major artist, bro, because everybody going to assume you rich, so you just assume that you're not fucking with them because you with us. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, well, shit, fuck it. Like, I didn't give a fuck because them niggas was the niggas to me. I, you know, grew up watching these dudes. So, I mean, bro, like, 
one day Swim told me, this nigga, as soon as I got down with them, bro, this nigga was picking me up every day because I already was, you know, running around in the streets doing whatever. And I lived a block away from him. So mm-hmm. I did. I was already in the mix. So he would just come get me every day. And he and he'd go to the studio and he'd just be working on his shit. But at the time, he would always like, be like, just get on this record. Even mm-hmm. if I wasn't going to be on it when it came out, he'd just like, get on it, get on it, get on it. Because he wanted to make sure that I was on point. He's like, you need to be able to rap at any given moment. Like, we we artists, bro, but you know, like you said, this is Texas, my nigga. We ain't over here on no lyrical miracle, have to change the world shit. We do what we do, and we just do that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas right. ain't, I'm not here to change the rap game. I could give a fuck, my nigga. <laughs> I'm just right. here to like do my shit and fuck with who fuck with me, man. Nigga don't like, like that's for the Kendrick Lamars, the J. Coles, them type of niggas, man. Nigga over here, like I, I came up on P, baby. Like, like big time is in my top five, so you can't tell a nigga like me. About no like lyric shit. I don't give a fuck. Right. But, uh, <laughs> it's funny like, you said. Like, that. It then like slim. Right. Then like slim thug. It's like like I'm like I'm seeing him in real time. Like he like five six years older than me. So I'm I'm watching this happen, and like he becoming my favorite rapper because I'm like shit. And then like then shit just me out here hustling, being in the same clubs and running around. Like I'm way younger, of course, but niggas seeing me, they started hearing me through DJ Mr. Rogers, right. which was his DJ too. And then I just got with them niggas, bro. Beginning with them, like just you were saying, it just when I was with that in that studio with him every day, he was like, man, just be able to rap, get to it. And that's why like I was able to learn how to move at a certain pace and I can rap at the pace that I do now. Like this nigga put out a lot of projects. Uh like, yeah, and all them shits stream and all them shits make bread. So like shit, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this shit is like just, it, that's how that's how you gotta do it now. Like I was Looking at one of my artistic type rap friends was going through it the other day, just on some like, man, you know, I work on this song all year and I put it out, and it's two weeks later, niggas don't give a fuck. I was like, look, bro, I, like, I've been trying to tell niggas for the longest, bro, you can put all the energy you want in it, dog. Some of the biggest rappers of the year dropped this year, and niggas didn't give a fuck two weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> the game has changed, bro. Like, the game has changed. It ain't nothing personal. It ain't bad on music. It's, it's the way people's minds work now. I ain't got nothing to do with the product. Mm-hmm. It got more to do with, like, people just, like, you know, we in the TikTok times. Everybody wants shit quick, bro. Like, niggas' brains as much. You just got to understand how to play the game. No, I was going to say, I think it's it's one thing that you do really well is about, like, just carving your own lane and building your own community. I feel like you really have have built a brand and um just like an ecosystem that people can buy into from the music to the merch to you know just the live stuff you're doing like i think that's what it's really about in this day and age and like people are so stuck on like trying to have the hit song and the hit record and the hot moment but it's like no nah, yeah, building uh sustainability and really building something that people can come back to i think that's the hard part and that's something that people just don't understand now in this day and age yeah bro it's just like you know, like like the nigga Larry June said, my dog, he said, small mm-hmm. numbers add up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and, yep. and that shit is very real, bro. Like, you could do, you could sit here and, like, spend your whole fucking year working on a project. And I hate to see when niggas do it, especially independent homies, because it's like I watch niggas put their heart and soul in the shit and be like, oh, you know, like, this is the one. They'll struggle to get it done, go through it, whatever. It come out, they be on a high horse, but then three weeks later, it's like, yeah, all you dropped a couple of videos, you dropped a couple of posts, and like that's just a wrap. But like, now what you gonna do the rest of the year? Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like not, now you're not here for the rest of the year because whoever else is in your lane, they gonna come out and they gonna switch to that. I mean, yeah, they might focus your shit a little bit, but man, like I said, people just I can just tell even myself, everybody consumes shit different. Even Marvel movies don't hit like they used to. Nothing <laughs> hey. hits the same. Hey, like, I, I love bro, that. Like, hey. Like, 
I love like, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but now, nah, for real, like, you know, shit that used to hit, bro, like, even before the pandemic and shit, bro, maybe I'm tripping, but I, I just feel like shit just don't be hitting the same, man. I think that's, I, I really think that's, like, because of, like, where we are, right? Like, like, it's a real depressing time, you know what I'm saying? Just in in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? And and I yeah. and I think that like people are using different ways to escape from from really the reality of this shit. And you know, like it's it's good to keep a you know a positive outlook, but it's it's, it's also good to know like yo, a, a lot of the truth that we you know we out here seeing is not really the truth. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it's, it's 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 really different out here. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's why I say people are consuming media just differently in general. You know what I mean? And yeah, now it's, it's up crazy, to bro. exactly it's up to content creators and musicians. And it's like that's why it's like when when you go viral on a moment like you doing a Hurricane Rana and you tapping in with Booker T. That's how we consuming it differently because it's like we get we got to start like converging every world now. It's not you can't just be like the the best rapper. You mm-hmm. can't just be like just yeah, like me. Oh, bro, you out of there. If you out here trying to be fucking just you think you're going to get cracking for being a good rapper, my nigga, good fucking luck. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that, shit, that, shit, that shit is done, my nigga. Like not saying don't put effort into the music. Nah, definitely always like try to make just man. Look, I never forget what Pimp C would always say about niggas music. That shit ain't jamming. That's all that mattered to me, bro. As long as that shit jamming, bro, I'm fucking with it. Like, like niggas was hating on that Drake album. Hey, my nigga, I was at the motherfucking, um, I was at one of these stores the other day, and that shit was running in the background, like some mall music. And I was like, yeah. look at it. This shit is cool. Like, nigga, Drake just run. No, it's Target. Nigga, like, this shit was just running. <laughs> nah, I'm like, all right. Like, like, no, but this is what it's supposed to be. That's jamming, bro. If it wasn't jamming, they wouldn't be able to do that. People would be in here tripping. Like, turn this shit off. What the fuck is this noise? Nah, it's playing and you don't even think about it. But, like, yeah, the music shit, bro, like, it gotta be jamming, but you can't be boring no more. No. Like, you gotta have something going on, bro, like, outside the music. Yeah, like, you see, like, the fool Gibbs doing the acting shit. Nigga, like, Larry June, Larry got a whole lifestyle that you can tap into. Currency's been doing this shit for how many years, bro? Like, Man. for the low riders, the cars, the lifestyle, whatever, bro. Like, like he laid the blueprint a long time ago on how to do this shit. Even Slim. Slim has been unsigned since his first album. Right. Like, it's people crazy. just tap in with him because because of what they they know he Slim Thug, the boss. He remained that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. like, when you go look at his Instagram page, you're going to see all the whips you go to his youtube he got his youtube shit going like you know he's just a cool nigga man he's actually he's exactly what most of these rap niggas wanted to be right well one one thing i wanted i wanted to really ask about is you you had a you had a brand or was it a store it's called deals right yeah no still got it we just moved into a bigger location we opened it next month but um yeah deals did it ourselves me and my my business partner georgie who's done like all my like he does all my we work together designs all my covers like all that shit, we've been partners for years, and we just started a brand, and that shit's been a blessing. Like well, locally, it's, it's just really been killing it. So, so it basically kind of started, kind of like grassroots, like you and you and your boys doing it. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, the whole steak and shrimp thing. Like we were doing that for years, as far as merchandise and stuff like that. But we just wanted to do something different and put our minds together as something that's like just as a collective that we can just make a little bit not as identified. I mean, it's always gonna be identified with me. But there's people out here in Houston that wear in Texas and shit, or really all around that wear this shit and have no idea it has anything to do with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like we just wanted to create a brand that could live longer than all the shit that we doing. And and there's never been a streetwear brand in from like Houston, like like say in LA they got Diamond Supply, you got um hundreds, mm-hmm. all that shit that came out of there. There's never we never had that here. 
And we were one of the first, we are the first store that I know of, an actual brand with no other shit in it but our shit. Right. Opening and having lines down the street and collaborations with, you know, artists from out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's been cool, bro. It's, just, it's been growing at a rapid pace. It's actually like a thing to keep up with. So, yeah, yeah we're just trying to keep that shit growing, man. Yeah, and, that's, and I mean, you basically answered my next, my follow-up on that. It was like, what, did that, what does that mean to the city? And it's like, obviously, it's, it's something where it's, again, it's grassroots. It's, it's from, you know, it's from where they're from. And I think like, you know, kids there need to see that that's possible. You know what I'm saying? Just like I just said, like you need to be more than just, you know, one person. And I think that's awesome that right. you kind of provide that to them. Yeah, bro. It's just, man, if, if I give anything to the game, bro, like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not here to be Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J. Cole, none of them type of niggas. I'm here to like, just you a regular nigga and want to do music, dog. There's a way to do it. You know what I mean? If you want to be able to just work for yourself and, and create a lane for yourself and exist outside of, you know, going to work for somebody else and still do it creatively, like, just look to me and my homies and how we did it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's that's it, bro. Like, because, you know, everybody, I mean, aim for the sky, for sure. If you can get up there, cool, but don't beat yourself up if you, you know, if you do it another way, man, because, like, I, I'm watching, like, my like my mentor, another mentor, Bun D, I'm watching him, like, he's killing it with his burger shit. Oh, yeah, true like, burgers, man. Shout out to, we had Andy on the bro, show like, not too long ago. Yeah, bro, like, killing it, dog. Like, it's just, like, damn, bro, like, it's just, it's dope to see the OGs, like, continue on into, like, different shit. Even Slim, like, he has all these other ventures that he does. It's just dope to see it, bro, and and I just hope all these dudes see, like, independent artists, even, like, you know, like, I've never had a machine behind me, bro. Like, some dudes, they'll claim the independent thing, and, you know, there'll be little things here and there. So I've never had none of that. I've only had other underground rappers co-sign me, and those same niggas have co-signed niggas that y'all will never hear anything about. Mm. So it was, like, it was a grind, and still a grind. Like, mm-hmm. we're still trying to go up. But, man, you can do this shit, bro. Like, like. I'd be telling the kids, like, bro, like, you put out a streaming project, okay, you see that little bit of scratch you made from that, like, keep building it up. But yeah, that scratch, you're making some money, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, take that shit, do it again, get you some tees, sell them hoes, and try to find a cool way to do it. Don't just put your name or your face on that bitch. That's corny. Like, mm-hmm. find a way to make them, like, buy into your <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate when, like, rappers, like, like you know, put their name and they and like when you name your click after you, like, yeah, you're going about the right way, yeah. you building an ecosystem, yeah. man. I think that's that's really key. And, and like, you know, you brought up currency, and I, I really do believe he's laid the blueprint, the foundation for like this next generation of like rap hustlers. It's like you got the weed brand, you got the hobby shop, he got the cars. It's just a whole thing. And, and like, it's all shit that he genuinely loves, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he's not touching nothing that he doesn't like. He's selling you merch, nigga knows how to dress. He's selling you smoke, he smokes the best. You, we know this. You know what I mean? The hobby cars and all that shit. We've been watching this man take pictures of micro machines since fucking man. Instagram started. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like he, he just turned everything he loved into a business. Yeah, man. No. And shit, he's killing it. And then he could drop, and he drop every fucking month because he has this amount of people that are gonna listen to him every time he drops. And like, I mean, if you independent stream, it's not the it's not the worst. No, like, yeah, they could they could give us more, but like, I mean, <laughs> shit, if you got motherfuckers listening to you, shit, man, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're gonna take a quick break. We got some questions from uh, some of our listeners. And we're going to oh. take some of those questions when we get back on Black Parent Radio uh, with J- with Josh Pease 
MCs. Over. We got MC over there. Are you good, MC? We, we, I, know, I know you're in there. He's our producer. Oh, I'm just kicking back, soaking up all this free game. Everybody that is listening right now, I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. All right, cool, cool. So we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back with less Josh PJ5 on Black Print Radio. Be right back. Radio, one of the best verses of all time, Bun B on Murder. I, I don't I don't care who says what. That's one of my favorite verses of all time. We back here, Josh Pease. What's good, man? Man, we in the building. I, I like that. That's that's definitely a top top five Bun B verse. I think one of my favorite verses is um is fucking uh is Bun on Retaliation with Juvenile. What album was that from? I think that was off of a BG album, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> It's either, yeah. it's either that. I mean, he got a bunch of. Uh, we we here with with Les, of course. Uh, rapper turned pro wrestler, of course. I'm, that's how I'm gonna introduce you from now on. What's your favorite Bum B verse, man? I like. Oh, that's a classic. That's a classic. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I can't, you only can't, got one life to give. It's hard to get you to do it. Can't can't beat that one. Can't yeah. beat that one. No, not at all. So we got we we asked our patrons on Patreon. We got, of course we we are on Black Print every other uh every other Tuesday. Uh, we had some patrons uh, ask some questions. Ask us anything. We got we got some questions here, and uh, hopefully, you know, what I'm saying they they we we can we can help you guys out with these questions. So, Kel, he's a he was a B and D tier. I think he's like the top tier, the ain't shit funny tier. Shout out to you, Kel. Yeah, man, we got to get him on the show real soon. He said, and "This is a, this is a green ass question." He said, "Who is one artist whose music you love yet you don't want to see them in a live setting?" <laughs> in, a li- in, a, in a live setting, yeah, like in, a, in concert. Um. Damn, that's a good question. Uh, damn that that little baby, little baby. That, damn, that's a, that's. A good I don't want to see little baby live. I see. I see. Oh, you know, I got, I got a great answer for that. I don't really want to see little Dirk live. Like, <laughs> I, ain't really, I was I like, about to. That's exact dog. You took mine. That's the fuck I was gonna say. I was gonna say like baby to Dirk for sure. Like that whole realm. I love their music. I just don't think I'd ever go to the show. Yeah, yeah. like why I, not? Uh, Dirk I, I, is just too wild for me. It's like niggas like that's when I think about Lil Dirk shows, I just think about his very first performance when there was yeah. like a six hundred niggas on stage with yeah, him. Yeah. So it's like that's what the crowd <laughs> is. And it's like that's very much what the music and energy is. And it's not like a like I could accept that from like a more neutral, joyous artist, but when it's yeah. like ah, music, yeah, that, like, like I wanna fight somebody. That's what yeah, I was gonna say. Nigga. Like like yeah. why am I why would I be reciting uh, you know, some of these some of the word lyrics of these songs? Out loud, you know what I'm saying? It's it's weird. <laughs> all dudes at the show. I know. That's, yeah. Like, is he performing? Is he performing Blocklist on there? Is he performing a song where he say you got to do it in the butt so it get bigger or whatever? Like, is he is he doing that one? Yeah. What's his like slow down <laughs> set? Hey, Dirk is very flagrant with some of the the, the lady yeah. raps. <laughs> He's a little too vivid. It's like chill out, bro. No, the craziest Dirk verse. I still <laughs> lady raps is a great term. Hey, <laughs> I still say the wildest lyric he had this whole year. Was was the fact that he said that everybody got titties because his girl got titties, and I said, "Well, I, I guess you were the one who started this trend of everybody having fake tits, man." Hey. What the fuck? <laughs> Dirk just be—I mean, maybe in this world, you know, he, I, 
I just think that the the art of performing is kind of like not dead, but it's regressed a little bit. I don't think there's many artists that I want to see live because I just know from the way they be in their videos, they don't have a good life. You show. know, you know what it is for me? I think it's like auto tune and shit. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like all the like all the, the studio yeah, tricks have made performing like yeah. worse. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's interesting. How coming from a performer like Travis how you, Scott pulls it out pretty well. Yeah, I think personally, I, yeah, I went to him with like I've seen him live. He killed it. Like he made that auto tune shit work for me live. But and yeah, like a lot of people really can't take that shit from the studio to the stage on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, next question. Thank you, Kel, for the, for the question. Uh, next next one is up from uh, DMV fan one two three. He's he's a he's one of my favorite patrons. He's also he also subscribes to our, our wrestling Patreon as well. Um, he asks us what clothing brands are among your favorites, and how do you go about refining your fashion sense? That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite brands, him. That's a really that's a that's a, oh you know honestly I really like berries. Carrots. Carrots for sure. Carrots, of course. I mean, yeah, I wear carrots every day. Hey, yeah, carrots is the best brand of all time. Hey, I love. Hey, hey, that's a great answer. He listening hey, right hey, now I'm too. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think he listening. <laughs> he I just think, text me. I think we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. We need more more of them bracelets, man. We, my my joint getting my my bracelet getting flimsy now, man. I'm like, I got an extra one for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I need another one. Another one of those. But yeah, carrots, of course, one of one of my favorite. And, and again, like. It's quality, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I look at quality more than anything. So it's like, as as I got older, like I think my senses have changed. Like, I'm I'm wearing less jeans. I'm wearing more loud. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like sweats yeah. and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really doing a, a bunch of jeans anymore. I'm I'm really trying to chill. And I think especially with how the world is right now, we in the house yeah. more often than not. You know what I, was, I mean? Yeah. Now nah, it's funny. I tried on some a pair of my favorite jeans recently, and I've been just like working out heavy lately, and I could not fit these jeans. Nigga, I was like, I was heartbroken. So to your point, I have been um, wearing more loungy cargos, yeah. sweats, and shit like that. But um, I don't know. One of to answer that question, my favorite brands. One of my favorite brands that I love um is Barriers. Mm-hmm. I just love a brand that has like a message and something. Like I'm, I've grown out of that phase of just wearing bullshit and like. Even having a brand as ain't shit funny is just like a little like I don't want to have shit on my shirt all day like, but um I just like a brand that kind of educates people and just kind of gives you just like a history lesson like it's kind of dope I don't know I just seen they did the Jackie Robinson um yep. MLB shit that was dope looks dope they got the uh, Freddie um they have another one I forgot I who they, they they just they they just um Frederick Douglass ah okay. that's the other one. Damn, so the one they got, they, yeah. they got a Frederick Douglass one as well. It's kind of, it's kind of like cool how they get the rights to use all of these like figures. Like they actually tap in with the estate, and, yep. I, and I think that's dope. Yeah. What about you, Les? Man, I just like rocking with the homies, bro. I'll be honest. Yeah. I kind of like, I'm just being on some simple shit, bro. T-shirt, fucking shorts, sweats, whatever, man. It's too damn hot to even get dressed in Houston. Oh yeah, what? Well, well, you can wear a fucking. <laughs> Bro, it's like one twelve out here every day, Jesus. bro. You can't even put on a shirt that you can't. You can't put a shirt on that you care about. It's straight pro clubs, white tees. Maybe a nighttime you could throw some shit on, but it's hot, dog. It's dumb. Like it's not even cool. I but just, besides that, though, like when it when you can get shit, like I like when you know, of course, my shit, man. And we I'll be in his shit all the time. Um, there's a lot of brands in Houston coming up that I like to rock with because I want them to get the same shine that the, the brands from LA and shit like get coming from out there so right you know, right right trying to rock with, rock with all the cool shit man right no I, absolutely I, I think again another thing that kind of shapes the way that like i buy now is that like the game for everything is just so fucked up like 
reselling. I, I, I was never one of the one of the people that reselling ruined everything because I feel like there's a market for everything. Like in, in whatever collectible you might have, there's a market for that shit. But like a lot of this shit is just like you got to play a lot of games just to get a shirt. Just to get a nah, pair bro, of I pants. Was buying, I was buying Astros fitted caps with no fucking problem two years ago. <laughs> I cannot get nothing that comes out no more, bro. Like, I have to pay damn near 90 to to $100 for the fitted. Now, I'm like, yo, what is going on? On a hat. Like, they sell out immediately on fitted. Just on new era, bro. It's crazy. And like, I think I, I think one of the... Care. One of the big things was like, remember, like I don't even—it's not even like a remember moment. It's like it's like pink, pink underbrims was was big like a year and a half ago, a year ago. Like everyone nah, was trying still to. Are. That gets yeah. on my nerves because it'd be a fire head, but the p- fucking brim would be fucking pink. And Man, like, killing me. <laughs> I, and they didn't drop a lot of those recently. I'm like, fuck, this had hard, bro. What's going on here? <laughs> They got this yeah, cloud man, come on, just dropped that just that got that shit on there. It, it's well, like a baby blue underbrim. I'm like, uh. Hat Club, Hat Club yeah. running a racket, man. Hat Club, they got some niggas in there running a racket for the, for the shit that they doing. Y'all need to stop that shit. Uh, but thank you, thank you, DMV fan, for that. Hopefully, we gave you a couple of pointers on that shit. You know what I'm saying? All of that shit is fly. Obviously, you can find carrots anywhere. Uh, can, we can get we can get deals online, right? Uh, Les? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the site for that? Deosbrand.com. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next question from Johnny Barnes, friend of the friend of the pod, man. We need to, we need to make Barnes corner, not not Mark's corner in our chat, man. We need to do Barnes corner. Uh, they they asked, and and I don't know if you knew this, uh, Les, but Booker T actually reached out. He was he was trying to get in here. I don't know if he was able to he was able to get into the room, but he was like, send me the link, and I said, okay, OG. So he might if if book 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 if you're listening, big fans. Thank you for tapping in with us. But um, Johnny asks, what's one rapper you love to see make an appearance in the world of wrestling? Um, he said, even though he's a metalhead, I like to think Seth freaking Rollins could find common ground with Gunna as far as fashion goes. Hey, Seth be wearing some wild shit, man. That, that, I've seen him at WrestleMania. Yeah. That, that was a very Gunna fit. <laughs> they, him and Gunna definitely yeah, they, do yeah, dress alike. They, <laughs> they do got that little flair going on. Yeah, there's definitely some flair going on. <laughs> Hey, that's that's a great question. Um, damn, thinking about that, I think you mentioned Freddie earlier. I would love yeah. to see Freddie Russell. He that, that's a natural. I think that's a natural that's fit. Hilarious. I would I love to see to make that happen. But the nigga, the go oh yeah, the nigga. But the motherfucker I see who could actually, I think, would excel at that shit is Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, that's true. And he kind of got. I, the, I think he would excel, bro. Like he he's he's doing all the power lifting shit right now. The homie has the look. I, I think he could get in there and like. You know, that'd be hard. He go straight how he, he got the name already. Like he has a wrestling name. Bro. I know. Like, he should. He should bring back the Vader. Like the Vader mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's been there. Oh, I mean, Gunner is obviously one free Gunner. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. The Gunner is definitely one where he could just be like a manager, man. I just just let it hear that nigga talk yeah. <laughs> about anything. <laughs> he could be like Bobby Bobby Heenan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just walking out with his little outfits on. <laughs> Uh, who, I'm trying to think of who else, man. Like, there, there's a bunch of characters in rap. Like, Cardi would be like Jeff Hardy, Playboy Cardi. I think he'd be uh, the Jeff Hardy of this year. Or oh, Uzi. Wow. Yeah, or, that would be crazy. Uzi would be a good one. Uzi would be good, man. Yeah. Cause he, he looked like he ain't Rem afraid Stereo. to, he, yeah, exactly. He ain't afraid to do shit. Like, Uzi's a small wrestler. Like, he would be a small, like, wrestler. So, like, that would be an interesting. Yeah, he'd definitely jump off, like, a fucking cage onto a table or some shit. I can see him doing that. Exactly, bro. Like, not, but I mean, like, a lot of the thing, the thing is that a lot of people that we name in or that we would think of, it's not really far fetched that they would be in this shit. Like, they, all it takes is, wow. is for them to kind of, 
you know, be in, be in on that shit. I think if the conversation was had, bro, like if, if there was somebody there, I don't know which league, AEW, or shit, even if it's book or reality or wrestling or WWE, I know everybody hurt right now. They need to do something entertaining. Um, man, I think I, mean, I, I think like, you watch more like, wrestling. You watch more wrestling than you playing on, bro. How you know that everybody was no, hurt? No, no, right? No. I, mean, I, I know, like I, I keep up with shit. It's just like I don't like, man. I'm, I'm not really into the storylines. Yeah, I'm not really invested. In, that doesn't keep me invested. I watch the matches and shit on the events and the pay per views or whatever. But I think it's easier. Yeah, bro, I think it's, it's easier like, to be a fan of that now because like the level of. I think like when you go back and watch the old stuff, like the matches ain't really like what they doing today. Like these these motherfuckers is going 20, nah. 30 minutes now. Nah, nah, these dudes getting it in, bro. Like even when I after just doing it, I'm like watching, I'm like oh shit, like yeah, it's a new appreciation for how they getting down. Like I just watched the um, did y'all watch the uh, the Goldberg documentary? Yeah, I I, I got to tap in with that the one on Annie. Yeah, that shit was good. That that was pretty fucking good. I didn't know him and Bret Hart had issues like that. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah. He, top, he had kicked Bret Hart in his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and like he was saying, he like, bro, like he was like, I don't know how to wrestle. So he was like, bro, if you think I tried to kick you on purpose, my nigga, I would have been lost in the ring. I'm not trying to get you hurt because I need you to <laughs> lead yeah. the match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he, you know, he was just like, I guess you know, I didn't know he only trained for three months and they threw him out there. That's just crazy. Yeah, and, that, and that's all them. But the thing is, like, he became such a such a massive phenomenon. Like, everyone was Goldberg fans. That's why I'm like, I'd be like, niggas be trying yeah. to disrespect Goldberg today. Like, oh, he was trash. He was whack. Nah, I'm like, man. nah, man, nah, no. Was he's nigga. still one of my. He's a, he's in my top five personally because it's just like, bro, that that era, that moment, you can't recreate that. This nigga was really Mike Tyson, bro. Bro, it was cra- it was crazy to watch, bro. Like, yep. like because you know we. At that time, we impressionable. We thinking this shit is like kind of real. The, the Stone Cold shit already going on. This dude comes out of nowhere, looks like a fucking superhero. Is not saying nothing, just walking out with a police escort, and they protecting us from him. <laughs> and 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 then he just goes in, and spears you, jackhammer, spears you, screams, jackhammers, and leaves. Like go. That's crazy, one bro. Of the, one of the and again, like I want like an Ultimate Warrior guy. I was a Goldberg guy. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was the yeah. that was a nigga back then. So I, I definitely got to tap in with that. But thank you, thank you, Johnny Barnes, for that question. We're coming up on the hour mark. Um, obviously, we, I hate I hate the I hate to end the show, man. Unless you've been such a fucking amazing guest. Thank you so much for doing the show with us on, on such short notice, too. Already, man. Yeah, you already know. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to get out there for you? Get out? I know you just put a new project out a couple months ago. I got a project coming out next Sunday. I'm, I'm always dropping. Man. Oh, damn. I haven't even announced it yet. Oh, I shit. I haven't even announced it yet. Like, yeah, but shit, I got a project coming out next Sunday. Uh, that bitch called Three Series. Got a project coming out the month after called Third Coast and then Midnight Club 2 with DJ Mr. Rogers. Oh, man. And I'm sitting Midnight Club One. Yeah, but, um, Midnight Club One, one of my favorite projects of yours, bro, for sure. So I'm we've been working on this shit for a minute. So like yes. you know, a nigga wasn't about to put no shit out, so um that's not gonna hit like that first one, man. We Rogers really got into that bag, bro. We got some shit, we got some cool homies on that motherfucker. It, it's, it's gonna do his thing, it's gonna do some shit. And then even like the one coming out next week is like some just, you know, some cool summertime shit. And then after that, I got this ill project. It's called Third Coast. It's going to be all the Houston niggas on it. It's going to be narrated by one of the OGs from out here. It's a surprise. It's going to be cool. Like, there's some real album shit. That's fire. That's fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, thank you all for listening to Black Print Radio tonight. Uh, we have this this episode will actually be attached to the end of our public episode coming out next week. But if you have our Patreon, $5 down, you get the audio from this on Friday. 
hey, it's, it's the best deal in town. Uh, and we, and again, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week on the public episode of the Black Brand. I don't know what we're talking about this week, Josh. I have no clue. We never know until like oh, no. 12 hours before. We just <laughs> sit down and I'm going to go see Nope. Oh, yeah, week, I'm going to so. see that this weekend too. So we should, we're going to talk, we'll talk, talk about, we're going to talk about Nope. We're going to talk about Are you going to go see Nope, Les? Yeah, that looks fine. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see that. Probably go tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna tap in with that. We're gonna talk about that on, the, on 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 our podcast. Thank you guys for listening to Black Pink Radio. When we come back to with you guys, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be August. Shit, like this yeah. year is going by it's real fast. Fine. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you guys on AMP in two weeks for Black Pink Radio. We're gonna play you guys out with some more with some more you know some more some more some more fire, man. Thank you, Les, for being on the show. Josh P's MC J Five. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace. <laughs>